This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. The toll-free number is 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. And joining you this evening, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. We invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features on our site for free. Once again, head over to freetalklive.com. Unlike those other talk show hosts who want to charge you for their websites, we do it free, and you'll probably find there's more there for free than those other guys will charge you for. But see for yourself over at freetalklive.com. Of course, there is much to discuss uh, this evening. Your calls are the primary element, should you make them. And in some national news here, the TSA has confiscated a pregnant woman's insulin and ice packs because they care about you. They're dangerous. Wow. According to, uh, let's see, 7 News, the DenverChannel.com, the Transportation Security Administration is actually apologizing, which is another rarity. Uh, the idea that you'll, uh, you'll see the government ever apologize in any instance is pretty unheard of. We're sorry that we could have caused you and your unborn child death? Yeah, or, or apparently that? they are sorry. Oh, come on, Ian. It's not an unborn child. One day after she said her insulin and ice packs were confiscated by screeners at the Denver International Airport, the Aurora woman was traveling alone to a baby shower in Phoenix when she was questioned by a TSA agent as she went through security around 4 o'clock on Thursday. He said, well, you're a risk. And I'm like, excuse me? And he's like, this is a risk. I can't tell you why again. Are you laughing because she said like? Oh, God. Make it stop. This is a risk. I can't tell you why again, but this is at risk for explosives, the woman said. She asked Seven News not to use her name for fear of retaliation for speaking out. That could never happen. I got a bottle of nail polish. I got hairspray bottles. I've got needles that are syringes, but yet I can't take through my actual insulin, she asked. The mother-to-be said she brought her the appropriate doctor's note and the medication was labeled correctly. So she's perplexed as to why her insulin would be confiscated this time around. I'm not. Uh, this organization is arbitrary. Um, there is little, if any, accountability on its employees. And so they can do what they wish. You're right. And in fact, one of the reasons why she's con- confused is because she says she's traveled around the world with her medical supplies, including her insulin and syringes. And has never once encountered any troubles before. So, yes. Did I say arbitrary? Arbitrary, yes. Uh, She said, when I started asking for names of people, everybody scattered even more and left me crying at the TSA checkpoint, said the woman. She was able to get half a vial through security, apparently simply because the TSA agents didn't notice that one. It was at the bottom of my lunchbox, she says, because they didn't search it all the way through. They just took out everything on top. The woman has since made arrangements for additional insulin to be delivered to her while she's in Arizona. She says, I've traveled like this for a ton of my life, and now I'm scared to death. The woman's husband said it makes me feel upset and felt somewhat helpless as well. The TSA, even though they are... If if some criminal was beating your wife up, you could jump to their rescue. If that criminal wears a badge and, uh, and just steals her insulin, what can you do? The TSA, even though they are apologizing, questions the woman's story and believes there was some kind of misunderstanding. TSA spokesbureaucrat says, we talked to all of our people and they didn't touch her insulin. So <laughs> they're claiming that, uh, well, it doesn't happen like she said it did. There, She's making this story up. We've seen them do this in the past. Uh, the uh, spokesbureaucrat said ice packs are only allowed if they're completely frozen and the woman's were not. 
Uh, how are you supposed to get completely frozen ice packs uh, to the airport during a summer? It's a good question. Um, I guess I would ask this question further. Then why did they take her insulin? I mean, if she could They're have- claiming they didn't. If okay, well, that's what she's claiming, right? Yeah. Like she couldn't. Why wouldn't she just take her insulin and then get some ice when she got on the plane? First off, you know, put it in a uh, a cool water bath from the uh, you know the the, the 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 highway robbery stand that comes after the shakedown, <laughs> yeah. where they take all your water and then they sell you water <laughs> right. at four dollars a bottle. Mm-hmm. Right. Why don't buy the four dollar water? Give it a, a little bath. I mean, why wouldn't she do this if she's a person who's gonna? die if she doesn't take this stuff you would think that that's what she would do unless she was told she can't have the insulin if it's really about the ice packs you'd think she would have taken the insulin right yeah one eight five five four five zero free is the number here that's eight five five four five zero f r e e uh so you know they release of course a prepared statement here uh, where you know they blather on about how you know safely and efficiently and respectfully they're screening nearly two million passengers. They are keeping you safe. Yeah, <laughs> There's right. nothing to see here, citizen. Please move along. You're so, really working that whole. I'm trying. German accent. I'm trying. So there's the latest on the TSA for you, and of course for yeah, maybe for those who've never listened to the show before, uh, you may be saying, "Well, if you don't like the TSA, then what do you propose?" Well, freedom, of <laughs> If course. you don't like the TSA, get out of this country, boy. You you ought to go some banana republic where you find why out what real tyranny is okay, like. Why are you being racist right now? What's racist? Well, the racist isn't exactly the right word. I should put it in the quotes. But why do you? Yeah, why do you put on that accent as though, you know, Southerners I, or, or hickish kind of people uh, don't want freedom? Why were German people want tyranny, too? It's just an accent, right? Um, often you get um, this... Often enough. Let's just, can you just please say that you're wrong and can we move on? No, I will not say I'm wrong. I'm using character voices. I could use any character voices. I could say, so, um, okay, I could just switch to a New York accent just as easy. Wait, wait, what, what are you talking about? I can't, <laughs> I can't switch to it. I can't switch to it. Why can't I switch to it? Okay. So, hey, this is Tony Rizzo here. What if you don't like this country here? Why don't you just get, why don't you, you just get the F out, huh? Huh? Hey. You stupid chooch. <laughs> There we go. Am I a racist? Or an ethnocentricist? <laughs> Bigot? No, that's not really bigoted. It's just a, it's just an accent. Just because you're doing an accent doesn't it's mean a character voice. What can a you do? Character voice. So uh, yeah. So the answer, of course, is freedom. Where anybody who uh, is running an airline should be the ones that are in charge of their own airline Ought security. Ought to be in charge, actually. Yeah. Like they really need to be responsible. The difference with this is that the government, there's no remedy. Like this woman with her insulin or if there have been TSA agents that have uh, stolen a bunch of um, right. know, electronics like they made and good. things like that. They it, do it. They, they have just, done it. They just issued some sort of a lame apology. They didn't make good to this woman. Right. They didn't buy her a, you know, an airline ticket or offer to buy her next batch of insulin or, or something like that. Bump her up to first that. class or something like that. If it were the airlines, well, then there would be some sort of remedy. Yeah. If it so, was the airline this happened to Michelle, you can believe she's riding first class. <laughs> Yeah, exactly okay. right. So uh, so instead of putting the airline security in the hands of a violent monopoly, which is what the government is, you put it in the hands of the airlines themselves. You then have competition in the area of security 
that competition leads to innovation, and it would likely mean that there would be different levels of security for different airlines because one airline may decide that they don't want to be as locked down as another airline, and one airline might decide they wanted to allow weapons on board to allow passengers to defend themselves in the event of some sort of a, a hijacking scenario. But today we don't have that because, well, the government sets the rules and the government enforces them, and so therefore there's no choice. You do not have choice if you want to fly. You have to go through whatever arbitrary measures that they enforce upon you. And there was another story recently about their behavior detection officers, that they're going to be putting more of these officers in there. They're going to be eyeballing you and looking to see if you look nervous, according to them. And that, you know, they... I'm always nervous when I'm about to be raped. Well, I think rape is probably a little bit of an extreme uh, term here, Michelle. I, I <laughs> I mean, I've thankfully never been raped, but uh, I would imagine that uh, rape yes, is a little it's more worse serious than, the pat than, than that. I've, uh, I'm sure that it's worse than the pat down I've received from the uh, TSA yeah, agents. Yeah, uh-huh. sure it is. But the um, An unwanted, unwanted sexual touching. How about that? Yes, but yeah. I, you know, at what point, you know, does there have to be actual penetration? When I received my pat down, the woman back of her knuckle actually like was up inside my. Spot. Hoochoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say that, you know, that certainly is coming close to, um, that certainly is coming close to what you're, what you're describing. But on the other hand, you did go into the TSA checkpoint and you knew what to expect, yep. right? Yep. So they could say you were asking for it <laughs> oh, if gosh. they wanted. Right? Yeah. I mean, who doesn't know? I suppose there are people that don't know what to expect when they're going into the TSA checkpoint. Not everybody's as, as clued in, perhaps, sure. as we are to what goes on there. Uh, so 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. More coming up here, including a story about, I guess, a cartoonist who's under fire by the police, Mark? Indeed. We'll uh, get to that here. And it's actually happening here in the United States, from what I understand. Yep. Uh, more coming up here. Your thoughts as well about whatever you want. It's Free Talk Live. You know that cigarettes will kill you. You've been thinking about giving the e-cigarette a try? There is a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. Well, listen to this offer from Vaporsmiths.com. A pack-a-day smoker will save $120 a month. So you already start being richer, feeling healthier, and smelling better. What more could you want? How about a free starter kit? Just purchase 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. Free shipping on orders of $60 or more. 855-2-GET-VAPOR or go to Vaporsmiths.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. And we invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. We've got archives, so if you've missed a moment of the show, don't worry about it. They're right there. You can click and download as many as you like, and you can go all the way back to late 2006. So plenty of archives all there for you, and it's all for free at freetalklive.com. Okay, now let me ask, do you dread those long days and hot summer nights? Tell you what I found, Nature Bee. It can help you digest your food better. It can help you, uh, you know, it, it takes care of getting all the vitamins, all the minerals that you need on a daily basis. And it make, it frankly, it makes you feel great. It gives you more energy. Here's Mike Buck to explain why. Oh, yeah, you know, I love this. That's my role. We know in today's busy world, guys, the perfect diet's impossible. Too much fast food, not enough time to get that balanced meal. 
that's where nature becomes it. You're going to get all the nutrients your bodies need to function in top working order. That's why we call it the health food store in the palm of your hand. 100% natural, organic plant pollen in the capsules, 27 vitamins and aminos, that's all of them, 28 minerals, all the antioxidants, boosting that energy, purging the toxins out of your body, giving you better digestion, better looking hair, skin, and nails, and the stamina to do all the things you want to do and more. So Nature Bee is all natural, all organic, and fresh and direct from us from clean, green New Zealand. But what's today's special deal, Mike? How about 37 pennies a day to feel like a million bucks? Six-month supply, just $99.95 plus delivery. You order right now, we give you three extra months for free, and that's how you do the math. Call Soul Free to New Zealand. Let us prove the power of pollen to you. 1-866-834-8355. That's one 866 Eight three four eight three five five, or right now online at Nature B. That's Nature B E E dot com. Once you try it, just like me. You won't want to be without your Nature Bee. I've been using Nature Bee for 18 months consistently. It's worked great for me, and I, I think it'll work great for you. Come on and get that three months by calling, that free three months, by calling 866-834-8355 or online at naturebee.com. All right, so 855-450-FREE is the number here. You can bring up whatever you want. Let's go to John, listening in California. John, you're on Free Talk Live. John? Hello. Hey, you're on the air. Go ahead with your thoughts. Yeah, just, uh, just talking about uh, talking to her, excuse me, online about uh, the forks and police uh, beatings and stuff, but... Um, I'm sorry, that's, what? That's pretty well uh, live out there on, on your coach as well, huh? Uh, did anybody else understand a word he just said? I, I don't know. There was, some, I, there was some wind, and I don't know. Could you restate what you said? I'm sorry. I'm walking here with the uh, Bluetooth here. I'm calling in, uh, talking about uh, the fortune. The Fortin? Kelly Thomas. Okay. Oh, okay. Right. This is the uh, ha- mentally handicapped uh, homeless man that was beaten to death by the police. Yep. What's that mean? What is pretty good? I'm not sure I understand what you're talking about. Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's not just an isolated deal here. It's, it's kind of making being talked about otherwhere. Other yeah. yeah, this is national news. It's going around. Sure. Did you want well, to share yeah, your thoughts? Well, it's just been pretty crappy. I think we're going to uh, be looking at a, another whole city, whole police station here being unraveled. There's been a lot of corruption that's uh, been called in to some local radio stations and stuff, and uh, uh, it seems like a lot of past um, head police guys are, are now in the city council, and, and just the, the, the line of fire right now is really aimed at uh, all the crap that's getting brushed under the carpet. So, and, so you uh, think there's going to be some sort of an accountability here? Well, what makes you think that? I mean, I understand that there are people that are pretty upset. I, I, I did see a protest happened out there where a couple hundred, maybe it was a couple hundred people came out. Yeah, with uh, signs and everything. Yeah, yeah. And they, they protested at like a city council meeting. Tell you what, we're going to let you go. Thanks for the call. Sounds like you're having some trouble there with your phone. Uh, so 855-450-FREE is the number. That's 855-450-3733. Uh, I don't know. I guess I'm a little bit more of a pessimist. I'm than jaded that. at this point. I mean, I see... 
I, I see police beatings caught on film on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I in, in my line of work as a you know journalist that ho- try attempts to hold uh, you know power to some kind of accountability, I see this kind of thing all the time. Clearly, this uh, mentally you know what term are we using? Re- retarded? No, Men- he wasn't mentally, mentally handicapped. handicapped. He was schizophrenic. Okay, this uh, so this yeah. mentally ill young man yeah. um, you know was beaten terribly, no doubt. But you know, I I didn't even consider the Rodney King thing to be much. When those uh, four cops, was it, uh, actually got sent to jail, it's not like there was any indictment on their, you know, the upper echelons of that police department. Mm-hmm. I mean, those cops didn't act the way they acted autonomously. They did right. not do it on their own. They did it because there's a culture of acting that way within the Los Angeles Police Department or whatever police department it was. I couldn't even tell you. I, I think it was the LA uh, PD. Even if something comes of this, though, what comes of it is the question. It could go one of two ways. Either there could be um, you know, indictments against these cops and they could right. be let go. And a couple of privates or sergeants are executed, right? Exactly. And, and made examples of. And, um, and people then become more thoughtful and more wary of cops and on guard more. It could also, I think, go the other way where more legislation is introduced, more this, more that. You know, um, I was out in Oakland or near Oakland when the um, Oakland fires broke out and and then in L.A. during the Rodney King um, beating and everything. And the um, it doesn't seem like more uh, transparency or more um, wariness of cops came out of that. But right. Rather, what has gotten better after Rodney King? <laughs> nothing's really gotten better. More legislation, LA, more rules. Right. Has LAPD against, or whichever department that was, right. you know, all of a sudden shaped up and is treating people with respect? Right. All Rodney King really was was one of the first videos. Right. Uh, when it was was the, the initial video of, of cop uh, violence. At this point, it seems like people might even be getting jaded to it. You know, it Meaning happens just all the time. seeing so much of it. There's just, so much of it out there. Well, that's know. what the cops do. What can I do about it? I think that it, it will compile at some point or another. But I don't trust legis. I don't. I don't trust any kind of legislation to fix this. It's the government that is the problem here. Right. People all around the country understand that the police are corrupt. Uh, they understand that uh, they're out. Not, not every department by any stretch, but I, I think that it, yeah. I think they're corrupt cops in every department. Absolutely. I think that. Um, I, I think that. Power attracts those who are easily corruptible and those who are searching for the power so they can, you know, they're already corrupt. Power does, say, so. well, p- power corrupts in general. I mean, that's sort of been proven and it by, corrupts, by yes. science. Right. So it's behavioral science. So, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I guess I'm a little bit of a pessimist. I think it'd be great if there was some sort of big uh, upheaval. Like, for instance, there was that story out of Florida that we talked about earlier this week where the police chief and the entire, I guess the whole department was shut down. And that's a pretty rare example of the, the police actually having something done to them. And the reason why was because they went after the mayor. So they went and they planted pot plants in the mayor's yard, apparently. Somebody did. And the police found out about it, and they went and they took pictures of it. And so maybe it was the police that planted the plants. I don't know what was going on there, but uh, I guess the mayor got pretty upset about that. And then the, the city council decided to disband the entire police department. Yay! But what are the odds that's well, going to happen? It's not like, you know, they, they just, the sheriffs took over. Don't worry. We can but, work on Dublin. But what are the odds that that's going to happen in this particular case? Not very good. But... Yeah, maybe someone will prove us wrong. 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. There's more coming up here. You can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family 
Nestle Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Tollhouse Morsels, helping you create special moments and memories your family will cherish forever. Visit us at tollhouse.com. You may bake for birthdays and holidays, but why stop there? Sweeten up the rest of the year by designating monthly dessert days. Treat your family to one of their favorites or surprise them with something new. Either way, you'll create a tradition everyone will love. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever you want at 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. That's the point of the program. You can take control of these airwaves. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. Inviting you to our website at freetalklive.com. We've got news updates, so you can get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to news.freetalklive.com, get signed up for our emailed updates, or follow us via Twitter or Facebook. Whatever works best for you, go to news.freetalklive.com. How does Cruise to Bermuda sound? How about a Cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me, Mark Edge? This cruise isn't just a convention on the water. It's an unconference where the event's what you want to make of it. There'll certainly be some speeches and a debate, but the boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and a whole bunch more to do. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November, but you probably should get that reserve that, reserve that berth now. Uh, the ship has uh, been in and out of yellow and blue status, uh, so... Uh, the bursts are going quick. It's uh, cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today, cruise.freetalklive.com. You can still get rooms, but you need to do it quickly. It's cruise.freetalklive.com. And we had a gentleman on the phone a little while ago who was talking about this uh, murder, uh, this beating death of a, uh, a mentally... He was homeless and he had schizophrenic. Okay, Mm -hmm. yeah, mentally confused uh, Mm -hmm. man in, where was that, at California? Fullerton, California, that's in Southern California, yes. Yeah, and the idea that he, you know, he believed that because there's so much outrage, and there is, there are a lot of people that are pretty upset about this, there have been protests, and I think that's all good, Mm -hmm. uh, that, uh, that there's so much outrage that something would be done. Well, One would think. Yeah, it would be nice if that were the case, but there are just so many cases where nothing is done. However, now and then you do see some of these government bureaucrats, these armed bureaucrats calling themselves the police. Uh, they are held accountable in some cases. And here's one example. This is from the Associated Press where a federal jury has convicted five current or former police officers in deadly shootings on a New Orleans bridge after Hurricane Katrina. It's a high-profile victory for the Justice Department, and it's pushed to clean up the city's troubled police department. The case was a high-stakes test of the effort to rid the police department of corruption and brutality. Well, that's not going to work. Uh, total right, of- as if uh, bringing some uh, cops to justice six years later, a handful of police officers for an incident that is, uh, you know, really extreme in the sense that it doesn't. You know, how many hurricanes, how many 100-year hurricanes are you going to have in your lifetime there? What did it teach the average cop that was corrupt? How is it cleaning up the corruption in New Orleans? It's not, but it's something to point to. It is, it's, it's something. It is something It doesn't to happen to. that often. A total of 20 current or former New Orleans police officers were charged last year in a series of federal probes. Most of the cases center on actions during the aftermath of the August 29, 2005 storm, which plunged the flooded city into a state of lawlessness and desperation. Sergeants Robert G. 
Gizivius and Kenneth Bowen, Officer Anthony Villavaso and former Officer Robert Falcon were convicted of civil rights violations in the shootings that killed two people and wounded four others on the Danziger Bridge less than a week after the storm. They face possible life prison sentences. Another man, Sergeant Arthur Kaufman, and four other men, and, and the other four men were convicted of engaging in a brazen cover-up that included a planted gun, fabricated witnesses, and falsified reports. The five men were all convicted on all 25 counts that they faced. This is serious, man. This gives you some example uh, of exactly how far these cops will go to protect themselves, to make it look like it was the you know it was those regular folks that did all the violence. It wasn't us. It was a man with a gun out there. And it turns out they planted the gun. Sean Clark, a defense attorney and former federal prosecutor who moved from New Orleans to Houston after Katrina, said the verdicts are critically important to the Justice Department's reform efforts. Uh, the U.S. attorney said verdicts like this send a message that public officials and especially law enforcement officers that they'll be held accountable and that any abuse of power will have serious consequences. Certainly is tough talk. Uh, I don't think there's any realistic example that this is going to continue, that this level of accountability will continue. Falcon was found guilty of fatally shooting Ronald Madison, a 40-year-old mentally disabled man. But the jury decided his killing didn't amount to murder. The other four bureaucrats were convicted in the death of 17-year-old James Brissett, and jurors didn't have to decide whether Brissett was murdered because they didn't hold any of the defendants individually responsible for causing his death. Kaufman, who was assigned okay, to... An- can you... Why was he... Why was it not considered murder? Is he because he's mentally handicapped, not a full person? Uh, well, no, there are two individuals here. Uh, one was the 40-year-old mentally disabled man, and mm-hmm. the other, the 17-year-old James Brissett. So only one of the two uh, was mentally disabled. We'll see if there's going to be a little bit more here about the the shootings. And according to the AP, Kaufman, who was assigned to investigate the deadly encounter on the bridge, wasn't charged in the shootings. A New Orleans, the New Orleans mayor Mitch Landro, who invited the Justice Department, Justice Department to conduct the thorough review of the police department, said the verdicts provide significant closure to a dark chapter of our sister city's history. As though again that well, it's all over now. We've caught the bad eggs. They, uh, it's you know. Problem solved. We've we've got a few of the bad eggs here, and that's it. Oh, there were only a few bad apples in the beginning, and now everything is A-OK. Now, five former officers pleaded guilty to participating in a cover-up of the bridge shootings and testified during the trial. Another former officer has a separate trial scheduled to start in September. Brissett's mother, this is the uh, young man, Cheryl, said she was relieved by the verdict after a long, hard six years and would now try to move on, but she lamented what her son has lost. She says, for him, there will be no prom, no baby, no nothing. My child will never have nothing. Madison's relative said in a statement the family had waited six years to find out what really happened on that bridge. And I remember we talked about a bridge story. I don't know if you recall we did. this. Oh, yeah. We, we've ta- we talked about this on a couple of occasions. Yeah. Back when we were covering the uh, this Hurricane Katrina aftermath, there was news about a group of people that was attempting to, c- to cross a bridge to get away from And they uh, mowed the them down. And the cops literally shot at them to keep them from crossing said bridge. And, you know, I'm sure at the time there were people listening to our show saying, oh, these guys, they, they're always hollering about police corruption. You can't even believe half the things they say. Well, here's, here's the half you can believe. 
Uh, let's see here. The- I don't know. You know, in fact, in this, I look at the jury convicting these cops of all 25 counts, and I wonder how much of this is just how the way juries seem to act. It seems like juries just convict. But um, was it was this the was the trial in Metairie or in um, New Orleans proper? I believe it was in New Orleans. Because people from Louisiana are historically uh, just skeptical skeptical of cops and government. Anyway, I would be if I lived there. Mm-hmm. Prosecutors, I mean, it's one of the most corrupt uh, cities in, in the United States historically. Prosecutors said police had no justification for shooting unarmed, defenseless people trying to cross the bridge in search of food and help mere days after Katrina struck. Defense attorneys argued, however, the police were shot at on the bridge before they returned fire. Falcon, the only defendant to testify, said he was paralyzed with fear when he shot and killed Madison as he chased him and his brother Lance. Falcon didn't dispute that he shot an unarmed man in the back, but he testified that he had believed that Ronald Madison was armed and posed a threat. Apparently, he posed a threat while he was running away. Running away. away. The back back of an unarmed man seemed threatening to Mm -hmm. him. Right. He was paralyzed with fear, so paralyzed that he just had to shoot that man in the back. Yeah, I... You know, I understand what it's like being in the heat of the moment. This has got to be tough stuff, no doubt. It's not a job I would want, but that doesn't change the fact that cops need to be held responsible personally for their actions. And if their actions are shooting an armed, unarmed man in the back, you well, know, and the standard is different. You know, I can if I had someone break into my home, I imagine that I would be paralyzed with fear. And if you know, I shot them as they were. You know, running away from me because maybe I, I because I'm paralyzed with fear or whatever. Uh, it differs state to state what um, whether that or not that uh, would be considered murder or justifiable homicide or whatever. You know, in Tennessee, I had a, a cop tell me if someone comes into your home, um, shoot them and then call the police and say I'm in fear for my life. And as long as you say I'm in fear for my life, you're justified in in shooting someone and killing them on your property. Usually, that is the the excuse that works for the police. I don't know how well it will work for you. That's what the cop told me to say in the right. event that that happened. So you know, in, in different states, obviously California, you break into someone's home, you can um, sue them if you break your leg while you're yeah, robbing I've heard them. Of that. <laughs> Prosecutors, by the way, in this case, contended that one of the officers retrieved a gun from his own home weeks after the shootings and then turned it in as evidence, trying to pass it off as a gun belonging to one of the victims. And so, no way. Yeah. So there's some guilty verdicts here. Nobody guilty of murder, but at least it's something. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. The toll-free number, 855-450-FREE. That's 
33. Tonight, joining you in the studio, it's Ian. And Michelle. And Mark. And inviting you to our website as well. And if you enjoy the show and you like the fact that we give you the features on the site for free, we would suggest that you become a Free Talk Live amplifier. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. You can get signed up there with any major credit card uh, through PayPal, or you can use Visa or MasterCard right on our website. And we'll take three bucks a month in from you, and we'll reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country, bringing more Internet listeners on board, and exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. So head on over to amp.freetalklive.com. Get signed up. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Now, since we're talking about the police, apparently uh, somebody decided to make themselves a cartoon about the police. Mark, where'd this happen and what happened to the cartoonist? Well, this is uh, from KIRO 7 Eyewitness uh, Investigative. Seattle? Cairo? I I think that's what it is, but I'm not sure. It says Renton, uh, Washington, so maybe it's out of Seattle. The Renton City prosecutor wants to send a cartoonist to jail for mocking the police department in a series of animated Internet videos. The South Park style animations parody, um, everything from officers having sex on duty to... (laughs) With each other? I don't know. Hmm. Certain personnel. All they have is a little 15-second video, which is funny, um, on this thing. I didn't go search them all and go through them, you know, that kind of thing. I figured, you know. How dare he mock our our betters? These are our our police officers, and how dare the the hubris of this man? The... (laughs) Uh, having sex on duty to certain personnel getting promoted without necessary qualifications. While the city wants to criminalize the cartoons, First Amendment rights advocates say the move is an extreme abuse of power. Only Cairo Team 7 investigative reporter Chris Helsney holds a key document that really lays bare the city's intent. The document was quietly filed in King County Superior Court last week. It's a search warrant accusing an anonymous cartoon creator going by the name of Mr. Fiddlesticks of st- <laughs> stalking the written police department. Stalking. stalking. Internet stalking. It's virtual stalking to make fun of the police department. This is okay. harassment. These people should not have to go on the internet and search for their videos and then see themselves mocked. Hmm. I mean, it's like it, it's practically harassment. Where are they getting stalking from? They're getting it because they can. No one's going to hold them accountable. No one's going to get them for filing a false police report. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no one's going to uh, you know, get them for frivolous lawsuits. And if they do charge uh, the Renton Police Department with filing a frivolous lawsuit, the Renton taxpayers will have to pay for it, not the not cops the that did cops, it. Yeah. So this is what's broken about the system. And um, Let's see. Helsney talked with uh, – talked with three nationally respected legal experts who believe the use of cyber stalking statute is likely stonk, stomping on the Constitution. The written police department and local prosecutors got a judge to sign off as a way to over, um, uh, uncover the name of whoever is uh, behind these parodies. So they don't even know who they're going after? Well, how would at this they? point? Mr. Fiddlesticks. Right. Sounds like somebody's cat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the series of web-based short cartoons feature a mustachioed street cop and a short-haired female bureaucrat. The uh, the the dry at times witty banter between the two touches on some embarrassing insider secrets, some of which seem to match up with the internal affairs investigations file um, on file with written PD hmm. cartoon character of office uh, of officer. Uh, this is you know this it's speaking. Is there any reason why an anonymous video with no identifying information that ties it to the department or city is being taken more seriously than officers having sex on duty, arguing with outside agencies while in a drunken stupor off duty, sleeping while on duty, throwing someone off a bridge and having inappropriate relations uh, with coworkers and committing adultery? 
cartoon character, a bureaucrat. The reason is that internal dirt is internal. The department will crucify certain people and take care of others. Wait, wait, wait. So let me see if I'm following you here. So after they've initiated this, there's been another cartoon that's oh, come yeah. out? Yeah. Mr. Fiddlesticks is so, publishing yay. away. Fiddlesticks is continuing to uh, mock Mr. these people. Mr. Mr. Fiddlesticks. Yeah. Well, maybe it's a Mr. Maybe okay. it's not. Well, if it's... you were Ms. Fiddlesticks, wouldn't you want to call yourself a Mr. Fiddlesticks to throw him off the the case? I'm not suggesting that the that Mr. is a gender reference. I'm suggesting that it's the name. The that name of the character. Mr. Fiddlesticks mm-hmm. has chosen Got for it. himself. Mm-hmm. Or herself. Or maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe Mr. Fiddlesticks was born Mr. Fiddlesticks. I don't know. Right. Wow. I'm not even going to propose that. So, so very, very astute of him to uh, point out that the police are focusing on him, the yep. cartoonist, rather than focusing on the real corruption. Well, this, is the, this, is the, this is a relatively common uh, complaint about police officers is that while they're doing this, they should be focusing on that. And I think that it's, I think it's prescient. I think it makes sense. Uh, you know, cops giving out tickets and harassing college students for having joints to me is a lot uh, you know is, is not doing as much for public safety as say tracking down that murderer or that guy who stabbed somebody yeah. last week yeah mm-hmm. exactly the crim- go ahead <laughs> well um speaking of the uh the cartoon and i we've been making fun of cops and their uh desire to eat donuts for a long time yeah there's a, there's and that's been in there. movies you know so mm-hmm. how is this really any different i'm curious we should ha- we should track down all those people that made those movies arrest them for stalking right or like the reno what was the you know 911 yeah what was exactly yeah. or all clever. the police movies all the um with uh that uh, Police Academy? N- yes. Well, yes. this must be particularly Nelson. incisive, right? Like, it sounds like this guy has some sort of a track on internal investigation information. Is that That's right? what it see- They're suggesting that as a possibility. But I, I think yeah. that somebody might be able to get... I don't, who knows? Like maybe they. I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make any guesses. It sounds to me like that. Again, I'm just going on what I've heard thus far. It sounds like he may have some sort of an inside connection to. Cause it maybe you're not gonna be able to just walk into a police department and ask. Well, let's. Uh, I'd like to take a look at all your internal <laughs> affairs. <laughs> it it isn't gonna go well for you. Uh, I mean, I can't even get them to release a public uh, the, a case. The guy that self immolated here in Keene, New Hampshire. I've been trying to get the uh, the police investigation file on that. They won't let me have it. They're gonna take me to court because I've asked for it. So they're going to let a judge decide whether or not uh, they should be able to release that information, which you'd think, duh, it should be public, right? This was a public thing that happened. You should be able to review the police's own files. But no, it's they're going to make it as difficult as possible. So it sounds like this guy has gotten some inside scoops from perhaps somebody on uh, connected to internal affairs. It could be. A criminal court document uncovered by Team 7 investigators not only shows how badly the city of Renton wants to out the cartoonist, who goes by the name, of course, of Mr. Fiddlesticks, but states some of the fake characters' lines discuss real-life incidents. You mean like sex on duty, committing adultery, mm-hmm. relationships with, uh, inappropriate relationships with coworkers, throwing someone off a bridge? Well, you see, this is really dangerous. This is more than just the police eating donuts, those kind of jokes. Mm-hmm. This is dangerous. From the police's perspective, it's dangerous. From our perspective, it's just revealing what we already know about the police. But from the police's perspective... They don't want people to see this information. They don't want you to know that there would be an officer on their squad or more than one who would force himself on a, on a female uh, subject. Uh, they don't want you to know that the cops are you know, stealing drugs from people or cash from people or, or whatever. They don't, they don't want this specific information about corruption and violence on the part of the police officers yes. themselves to come out because it, well, it ruins their, their aura of legitimacy. Absolutely. They can't act as though they're the, you know, these angels 
individuals with firearms and that, you know, that they're completely the separate, Avengers. right, that they're separate from the rest of us and that they, you know, their S doesn't stink. They mm. can't act like that anymore. This is the ongoing war against whistleblowers. I mean, if Mr. Fiddlesticks mm-hmm. is in an internal, uh, you know, somehow involved in some way or another, he's just publicly blowing the whistle on this kind of behavior. And it's since basically Obama ran on a, a platform of transparency and since he's been in office, whist, uh, you know, convictions or, or prosecutions of whistleblowing has gone up like right. four times. It's incredible. Um, so It's interesting to me. I always like to see the irony in things. And um, here on one hand, this person, Mr. Fiddlesticks, is, you know, wanted by the police for all this, uh, for the revealing of private information or so-called private information, internal affairs related in police force. But then just two days ago, uh, a white house terrorism strategy strategy um, memo was released and uh, all social networks um, are to be used in advancing um, the uh, research on uh, violent, what are they calling, what are they calling people like us? <laughs> violent <Domestic> terrorists? <laughs> extremists, yeah, radicalists and extremists. And um, so here on one hand, once again, the rules don't apply the same for the police or for the government agencies and agents uh, than the rest of the people. And I don't understand, we mentioned the, the man um, that got murdered and people uprising about that. I just don't think that people in general even get it i really don't i mean i i get optimistic for a moment but when then, you say get it what do you mean get what that there is this uh discrepancy in uh the government agents and the rest of us you don't think people that, know they don't they're not clued into that i don't know they don't think that the police are better than than them that that they're not that there's not two different tiers, that there's them and there's us? They must know it innately, but I don't know. know. I don't think that people are even thinking about it, honestly. I really don't. Toll-free number here tonight, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Is there more about Mr. Fiddlesticks? The the story does go on. We'll continue with uh, Mr. Fiddlesticks here in moments. Hour number two is on the way. It's Free Talk Live. bitcoins you can buy them and you can sell them they're a great little commodity you can accept them for your own products and services but what do you do once you have them why you spend them of course spendbitcoins.com allows you to spend them all in one place from spendbitcoins.com you can spend your bitcoins at major online retailers such as amazon fishpond barnes and noble memory dealers and more when you want to spend bitcoins go to spendbitcoins.com This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want and dial in toll free at 1 800 25. Oops, that's the old number. 1 855 450 free. <laughs> Gotta get used to this new I number. I like the whoops thing though. Do that again. Whoops. <laughs> 855-450-3733. That is our brand new number. I know you're getting used to it, too. Uh, 1-855-450-FREE. You can dial in. You can bring up anything you want. For those of you just tuning in, uh, it is Ian here with you tonight. And Michelle. And Mark. We are talking about the Renton Police Department in Washington. Now, I've never heard of Renton. This sounds like it's a relatively small uh, area in in the Washington State zone why are you looking at me aren't you from like western oregon or something (laughs) i'm from 
the whole West Coast. I lived on some islands in Washington State, but I have no idea where Renton is. Well, I hold you responsible for figuring it out then. I should, okay. I should know everything anyway. Since uh, I'm according a to Wikipedia, that's a little bit on the large side. But population total 90,000 Renton, Washington. I certainly that's know huge that. for a town on the West Coast <laughs> in I, I, Oregon or Washington. <laughs> I, I got to say, I mean, you know, for 90,000, I, I know a lot of towns that are smaller than that. So, Mark, you're telling us about a cartoonist that nobody knows named Mr. Fiddlesticks, and he's been creating... Well, they're not really his cartoons. I mean, he didn't do animation. When you, when, you, when you hear the words cartoonist, you think somebody who's drawing original product. What he's done is he's used, and I don't know what the website is, but there's this website out there, probably more than one of them, that allows you to create these scenes with characters. You kind of place the... Pick, pick the scene, and you, I guess you pick the voices of the characters or something like that, and then you type a bunch of text in as to what each character is supposed to say. You can switch around different cameras in this scene. They're basically just like the most, it's, it's almost like having the, you know, like those play school things for little kids where the little, little play school characters. Have you seen these? Absolutely. I remember them. I had the barn in the house. And the, yeah, yeah. Very, very basic looking yeah. kind of characters. They look like them except in a video. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, at, at the bottom of the, the cartoon is always this XN and kind of like bubble letters. XN. Okay. Extra normal, I think, is what that stands for. Yeah, I think you're right. X-T-R-A normal. Anyway, it, it is a way for anybody to go and create their own little YouTube video with characters speaking and interacting to some they extent. They use little robot voices. Yeah, it's it's all completely they automated. Little robot voices. Right. It it can be very amusing depending on the content of the of the text. I've done everything I can to get a promotion, but now I'm thinking that maybe I need to go and I don't know, spread my legs. I mean, <laughs> it's pretty close to what the uh, what was said on the uh, the video. Right. And so basically what has happened is somebody has created these videos, they put them online, they were seen by the people in the Renton Police Department and they're essentially calling out the Renton PD for being corrupt and they're calling out some of the corrupt practices within the Renton Police Department. Of course, the things that happen in the Renton Police Department aren't any different from what happens in police departments all across the country. You've got cops stealing things, you've got cops forcing sex on uh, women and you've got all kinds of just horrible things that the police do. It's just that these cops are pretty upset about this. They're upset that their internal affairs information has been kind of splayed out for everyone to see on YouTube. And so now they're in, they're conducting an investigation, excuse me, with the in- intent of finding out who Mr. Fiddlesticks is. So, Mark, where is this story coming from again? Um, it's Cairo. Uh, Cairo. It's a uh, um, you know, TV station. TV station out there some somewhere um, on the West Coast. Are they hoping to prosecute Mr. Fiddlesticks on something? Yes, I mean, they're so... trying to get him for stalking. Stalking. Yes, mm-hmm. which I don't know how you can uh, claim that uh, he's stalking. But anyway, he seemed he really from the verbiage in these uh, videos, you'd think he was an insider. But anyway, mm-hmm. it goes on. For example, the search warrant says one cartoon statement discussed a past incident that's already been investigated regarding a dating relationship a female detective had with a suspect. An embarrassing revelation. Yes, but criminal? We asked uh, attorney Vincat, oh my God, <laughs> Balsambaramni to review several parody videos in the a court Pakistani documents. Man. It might be. Um, he's an expert in cyber law and constitutional issues. The cyber stalking angle doesn't pass the laugh test. Mm-hmm. Ballas, Mr. B here said, um, he told Cairo TV, a serious, it's a serious stretch. And I'd be surprised if someone looked at it 
and realistically thought these acts actually fit the statute and we could make uh, somebody criminally liable. When we were asked about a more likely scenario, Mr. B said, I think they were likely to get a speaker and um, they were trying to get at the speaker and they looked around for a statute that uh, they shoehorned their conduct into and sent that to Google and said, turn over the information. Historically, Google and YouTube are far more likely to cough up an anonymous animator's real name when there's a criminal case, as opposed to just an internal affairs investigation into some personal issues. Hmm. So they were basically using, you know, they, they, we need a criminal. We need a criminal case to find out who this is. I'm surprised that YouTube hasn't pulled the videos down. I mean, they seem to be a pretty obedient group when it comes to government bureaucrats complaining to them. They I've may had, have. They may have just gone viral. People of copying them and putting them up. That's possible. The one we saw had like 190 views or something. It seems like it should have more than that. It would seem like that with a, this national story. And it's not like you know we're catching it today or anything. This, it's a few right. days old. So yeah. what are the police sitting around the station with nothing to do in Renton because there's no crime and they're looking at... No, this YouTube is the highest themselves. priority. You You're see. right <laughs> about everything but the no crime. Oh. Well, there's clearly there's crime, but this is for them, this has to be a high priority. But how do they even come across these videos? You they know? probably are looking for themselves <laughs> online. <laughs> yeah. They probably have a Google Somebody search. Somebody, I'm sure, sent, sent it to them. What well, has someone said bad about me today? I, my feelings are hurt, and so I am going to go arrest them. No, 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 no. And it's very simple how they got a hold of this. It's likely they have a Google search for Renton Police Department. And so what you can do is you can go to Google and you can put in whatever you want to search for. And then it'll ask you, you can, there's a way to, I don't, it's been a while since I've done this, but there's a way to get it to remember that search and get it to email you whenever that search, whenever something pops into the top, I think it's the top 20 results on Google that has that search in it. So, you know, People who are particularly vain, like Mark, might search mm-hmm. for Mark Edge, and then they would have a Mark Edge update that would be sent to him on a daily basis about wherever it is somebody has mentioned the name oh, Mark God. Edge. And so the police department may have something like Renton Police Department or Renton Police as a Google search, and they may be getting emailed updates. And they, this might have just come up on their radar relatively quickly. Wow. And so, so how do you set this up? You just go to Google just and you kidding. search for whatever you, you want to. The yeah. edge, you know? <laughs> I've got them, for instance, for Free Talk Live yes. and for Free Keen. And uh, so that way when somebody mentions you know, Free Talk Live in their blog, I know about it. And it can, be, it can be pretty useful. And for the police department, it was probably what clued them into these things happening. It's a possibility. Or somebody could or have sent, somebody them to sent it to them. Or, you know, what they I think they want is to find out who the rat is amongst them. And, and if, you know, it, it seems like a reasonable idea that this person from from the verbiage we've heard here, it, it makes sense that they might be somebody in the department making fun of the department, doing some sort of public whistleblowing. And, and you th- can't do that. You can beat up and murder someone and keep your job. But, but sure. you cannot <laughs> betray you the brotherhood. Yeah. That's right. This is the cardinal sin of, uh, of any police officer to to break ranks One from the thin own. blue line <laughs> and to right to turn around and out his uh, his brethren as far as what it is that they've been I doing. I mean, look what happened to Bradley Jardis, uh, you yes. know, a, a police officer mm-hmm. here in New Hampshire, when he just in his off duty time talked about ending the drug war. He was a, a speaker for Leap Law Law, law Enforcement Against Prohibition, Leap.cc, and. Uh, the, the 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 cops in his department. He was passed over for promotions. He was treated terribly. Investigated. The cops have put, um, you know, they 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 put notes on his locker. They teased mm-hmm. him. They threatened him. They did all kinds of things. 
This is what and they happens. ended up trying to get him completely. Yeah, they they taken tried off to fire. The squad. They tried to yeah. get him fired. He was, uh, you know, they, he was exonerated. And people came out and supported him. Is why there were probably about fifty or sixty people that came out to his termination hearing to support Brad, and he was not terminated. I think as a result, primarily of the public coming out to support him, and it was shortly after that that he decided he could no longer do that job and he quit quit the force. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't terminated by them. He self, you know, he eliminated himself from that job because he just couldn't handle it anymore. So they're looking to charge this uh, Mr. Fiddlesticks with at least a misdemeanor count of so-called cyber stalking. Yeah. You, you know, maybe he is an insider or maybe he's somebody with anonymous. Maybe anonymous has broken into. Oh, would that be great? Maybe they've broken into the computer system there at the Renton Police Department, gotten the information, some emails and some internal affairs documents. And then one of their anonymous guys is just over at extranormal.com, which is what it is, by the way, X-T-R-A normal.com. You can make your own little cartoon things there. And maybe they're just cranking out these cartoons based on reality. Anyway, the cops are pissed. It's Free Talk Live. The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com LC9. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything you want at 855-450-FREE. That's 1-855-TOLL-FREE-450-3733. And joining you this evening, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. We invite you to our website. We've got a webcam. You can go and watch and listen to the show over at cam.freetalklive.com. Plus, you can interact with other Free Talk Live listeners as our chat room is built into the same page. It's all there and free at cam.freetalklive.com. How big is the debt crisis really? Prepare to be dumbfounded. Go to learnliberty.org slash FTL and see Anthony Davies' explanation of the magnitude of the U.S. debt. It's a little over a minute long, not very long, but you will be gobstopped. You must see it. While you're there, check out the Learn Liberty Academy link. It's on the right-hand side. It's a course for people who want free online continuing education in economics, philosophy, liberty, and rights. It's learnliberty.org slash FTL. We're talking about a situation in Washington state with a town or a small city called Renton, population 90,000, and their police department's pretty upset right now because of a series of videos that have been released on YouTube on a channel. Let's see. Yeah, okay, Mark, you're right. The, the ones that we saw... I don't know if you still have that one pulled up there that we were watching. If you search YouTube for Renton Police, it'll probably come up. But what was the name of that channel that uh, that we when were? When I hear at? Stranger, Vi- it's Stranger Video. Yeah. So the original channel was called Mr. Fuddlesticks, apparently. It's not Fiddlesticks. It's Fuddlesticks. Well, that's according to the Seattle uh, uh, PI dot com. Okay. So I don't know if they mis misspelled it there, but 
anyway, my point being that I bet I wonder if that channel is even still up, the youtube.com slash Mr. Fuddlesticks, because that would that would be where the originals were placed. Apparently, Google did turn over information about that account to the police department on July 26th, including an IP address. So I, I guess we'll see where this this case goes now. Just because no longer available, it says. Yeah. Okay. So it's been taken down, which figures because the user you t- closed their account. Interesting. YouTube is usually pretty obedient when it comes to following what the police want. For instance, there was an incident where Pete from LibertyOnTour.com and I went down to the uh, uh, to Massachusetts. Mark, you came down too, but uh, Pete and I went into the bureaucrats' offices with video cameras and asked them a bunch of questions. And then one of those bureaucrats, or at least one of them, complained to YouTube, and that they pulled our video because of a so-called terms of service violation. The idea being that well, we didn't give them consent. To record us, and so YouTube, rather than you know investigating the situation, Stand up for liberties. right? They just go ahead and pull the video, right? Because so. I mean, you know, public servants being paid public money, uh, working at a public building on public time, uh, have the right to refuse to be videotaped. I mean, that makes perfectly good sense. Yeah. It's, so YouTube sucks like that, indeed. And you know what? But I think what sucks worse is they got this stalking, cyber stalking. Cyber stalking. I've actually got the charge. actual quote here. Do you want the? Uh, just a second. They, yeah. they got this uh, cyber stalking charge. And they got some judge to sign off on it. And the idea the judges are there just, you know, dangerous watchdogs keeping our, you know, the law enforcement under control. We've got checks and balances. Absolutely ludicrous. I mean, this an expert here says there's no way this is cyber stalking. You couldn't call this anything. But the judge signed off and YouTube gave up the name because they got a charge. System's broken. Now, according to the piece over at SeattlePI.com, under state law, a person is guilty of cyberstalking if he or she, with intent to harass, intimidate, torment, or embarrass any other person, makes an electronic communication to such other person or a third party using any lewd, lascivious, indecent, or obscene words, images, or language suggesting the commission of any lewd or lascivious act. So they're going to try to take that definition and apply it to what this guy did by releasing videos publicly critiquing the police department on his uh, YouTube channel. I just looked up cartoon video about Renton Washington cops and it, on YouTube, and it took me to all of the cartoons. Mm-hmm. And um, there is someone on here who's just posted all nine of them in the last two hours. Excellent. So, it's know, going everywhere. Mm-hmm. Viral. And yeah. People are posting and posting and posting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, luckily that's the good thing about uh, what has occurred is when the police or the YouTube or whatever at the request of the police will pull down one video – as long as one person had made a copy of it, that one person could just upload it to their own channel and then encourage their friends to upload it to their channels. And that's what we ended up doing with Pete's video with him and I going in, uh, down to uh, uh, to Massachusetts as it was posted on at least six other channels at mm-hmm. that point. So go ahead. Keep, keep cutting one down and then six more will pop right. up and you'll never stop it. So that's the. I think that's pretty much the the whole story there. Mr. Fiddlesticks has yet to be identified, uh, has yet to be charged with anything, and hopefully will. I'm hoping we don't hear anything more on this because I hope they don't catch him. But if they do, hopefully we'll be informed. Well, if and they we'll, have his IP address, what's that mean? If he well, wasn't... they have an IP address. Okay. So they have an IP address of where these video from where these videos were uploaded. Mm-hmm. But does that mean that, like, for instance, I could go to Panera Bread and upload those videos if I sure. wanted to? They could, right. but what if you uploaded them from your your home well would then you know where would, would they know where you are they would be oh, able absolutely to find, yeah. you can okay. zero in on anyone's location okay. with that. Yeah. i don't know it is um there's a, a someone from the aclu who has offered to defend this person excellent yeah so 
Well, they're not going to get charged. What they're trying to do is ferret out the weasel among them. Um, if they do charge them, they may they may charge them. But I think that the biggest thing oh. they're concerned with is getting the the weasel among them. Wouldn't it be so fun if like we got one of those little cartoon faces and had and stood up and said. I am Mr. Fiddlesticks. No, I am Mr. Fiddlesticks. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that would be that would be fun if a bunch of people went into the police department yes. and turned themselves in as Mr. Fiddlesticks. Yep. Good stuff. 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. That is our new toll-free number. You are welcome to get on the lines here. In more police-related news out of Los Angeles, the LA Times reporting police are suing themselves. Now, I love it when the government bureaucrats fight with one another. I don't support violence or anything like that, but I do enjoy it when the the state consumes itself. And in this case... It does it at the, at the expense of the taxpayer, though. Well, yeah, but they've already got the money, so whatever. Uh, well, they'll just get more, though. 10 LA... They will anyway, though, Mark, so regardless of whether much, this happens or not. Uh, 10 Los Angeles motor officers have sued the city, alleging their supervisors retaliated against them for resisting traffic ticket quotas, according to a court filing reviewed on Thursday. And they name all of the officers here. Uh, the attorneys filed a suit a week ago in L.A. Superior Court. Among their allegations is that LAPD supervisors punished the officers for refusing to follow orders to implement traffic ticket quotas. They also allege that the amount of traffic tickets they produced was the basis for an illegal comparison among fellow West Traffic Bureau motor cops. The punishments included being denied overtime and other unspecified benefits, as well as being given negative performance reviews. The LAPD has not commented on the allegations. Now, ticket quotas are illegal under state law since they can pressure police to write spurious tickets to meet the goal. The line between setting a quota and pushing officers to increase their productivity is a delicate one for field supervisors who are often under pressure themselves to generate more citations. Yeah, don't forget the economy is doing badly. Property values are down. The, the, you know, the municipal governments would much rather raise revenue in other areas rather than actually cut something. Well, you may recall there was a story, and I don't remember which department it was, but maybe it was Pennsylvania or New Jersey. I remember a Pennsylvania yeah. quota story not too long ago. Pennsylvania I mean, ago. was the state police that uh, somebody had revealed that they don't have quotas per se, but what they did have was the departmental average. Mm. And so the idea was if you were a uh, an officer and your amount of tickets was below the departmental average, then you would be punished. And so, therefore, it wasn't really a quota because there was no firm number, but whatever the average was was effectively the quota. So you're rewarded for punishing, not for protecting, That's but right. punishing. There's more coming up here at 855-450-FREE. It's Free Talk Live. You know the U.S. dollar is devaluing. You can see it happening every day. You know a new currency will take over at some point. Wouldn't you like to be in on the ground floor? Bitcoins. They're a decentralized, anonymous internet currency. They're free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use them anywhere in the world, and their value seems only to be increasing. Find out more at weusecoins.org. Don't be kicking yourself in the pants in a month. Your dollars are going down. Bitcoins are going up. Weusecoins.org. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. The toll-free number is 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. 
Brand new number. Don't use the old one. That one's not going to work for you. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. And we invite you to our website. We've got a mobile site for those of you with a smartphone. You can just go to m.freetalklive.com. That'll get you quick access to our live streams and the podcast. M as in mobile.freetalklive.com. You know the U.S. dollar is devaluing. You can see it happening every day. You know that at some point a new currency will take over. Wouldn't you like to be in on the ground floor of that currency? Bitcoins, they might be that currency. They're a decentralized, anonymous internet currency. They're free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use them anywhere in the world, and their value has been trending upward with time. Yesterday, I saw them go from, in 24 hours, something like 980 to 1090. There's more than a 10% increase in Bitcoins yesterday. How'd the stock market do? Find out more. Visit weusecoins.org. Don't be kicking yourself in the pants in a month. Your dollars are going down. Bitcoins have been trending upward. It's weusecoins.org. All right. So, hey, I did great in the market in the last few days, so speak for yourself. It's because you're bearish. And, I'm, yeah, uh, <laughs> I am. I am a bear. The stock market is a disastrous down, place to put your... down, yeah, down, yeah. down. Yeah. You have a system for that, and, and, I'm, and I support that system. Mm-hmm. Los Angeles Times reporting that the Los Angeles Police Department is being sued by their own officers. Now, this is a rare break from the ranks. Uh, they are breaking from the, uh, the, you know, the thin blue line in this case. I don't think they are. Um, the, the thin blue line is really about officers protecting themselves, not uh, going, you know, brass and things like that. I mean, no, you know, no, this is, the line's all the line. They're all brotherhood. Uh, so, the, so there's a line within the line. Okay, um, there, you know, and there's always going to be the the dispute between sort of the workers and management and that kind of thing. So this is contained within that. Well, what they're saying is that they've been told they have quotas now, and they're saying that, no, no, we're not going to do this. This We don't want to do quotas, uh, and they are – in fact, the claim is that ticket quotas are actually illegal under California state law because of the pressures that it puts on officers to write tickets that they maybe shouldn't be writing. And so in April, a jury awarded a pair of veteran LAPD officers $2 million after determining that LAPD supervisors had retaliated against the officers for complaining about alleged traffic ticket quotas. Howard Chan and David Binoff, both veteran motorcycle officers, sued the department in 2009, alleging they had been punished with bogus performance reviews, threats of reassignment, and other forms of harassment after objecting to demands from commanding officers that they write a certain number of tickets each day, according to the civil action. Now, let's dig into that just a little bit further here into the kind of the read between the lines. Look at what they subjected traffic cops to. For simply complaining about ticket quotas, they subjected them to threats of reassignment, bogus performance reviews, and other forms of harassment. These guys were being harassed, their careers were being threatened, over making a little bit of a stir about ticket quotas. Now think for a moment about the claim that there are good cops out there. I believe that there are. But remember, the good cops never go after the bad cops. Now why is that? Well, because look at this. Traffic cops are being harassed over opposing quotas. This is like the the lightest weight kind of uh, opposition that you can have within the police department. Now, imagine what would happen to an officer 
who started to out fellow officers for doing things like stealing drugs from people or threatening women, you know, trying to demand sex from them or doing something a little more serious than writing extra traffic tickets. Can you imagine the kind of retaliation that that officer might receive? That officer might have a brick thrown through his front window. He may have his dog's head cut off and put on the, uh, you know, the front family porch. Uh, maybe his children would be threatened. Maybe his family would be threatened. You'd take it to the next level. Or he I- might accidentally be shot. Oh, dear. Yeah, well, certainly, Accident. It, it certainly could happen. Then who would investigate it? Um, but, you know, I think that more likely, I, I don't, th- you know, certainly cops deal drugs because they, they have access to them in the, the, the evidence chamber. Some do, but not all of them do by any stretch. But I think that if, you, if an officer were to say, hey, Jim, don't you think you push that guy around a little too much? I mean, did you really have to calling him an, uh, an effing a-hole and do this and do that and, and give him that kick when you pushed him into the cell? I mean... That's the kind of thing that would, you know, if you'd said that to them, if you went the chain of command, first you talk to Jim, then you talk to Jim's boss, then you mm-hmm. finally at some point or another file a lawsuit against Jim or whatever, you're going you're gonna to lose your job. Yeah. I mean, this is the kind of thing that I feel like, you know, arrests are used punitively as opposed to uh, trying to, you know, keep society safe to protect and serve to, uh, you know, that, 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 that force is used you know, punitively, it, rather than just to subdue a subject, that people are cussed at and treated, uh, you know, well, treated like they're subhuman. I don't think that that's the problem. Those are the problem, biggest problems, I think, that exist out there. But I think this should give you some. But do you understand the point I'm making? Like they're taking the, the fact that these officers were complaining about ticket quotas really seriously and punishing them big time. Imagine the kind of retaliation they would receive on more serious matters. That's why you don't see cops speaking out against other cops. They're scared. It'd probably be pretty serious. Uh, the case dates back to late 2006, according to the L.A. Times, and command of the traffic division was handed over to Captain Nancy Laurer. The two officers alleged in their lawsuit that Laurer and her sergeants and lieutenants made it clear to officers that they were expected to write at least 18 tickets each day. Holy mackerel! Yeah, that's a lot of wow. tickets. I mean, in a nine-hour shift, that's uh, that's one ticket every half an hour, right? Wow! The number of tickets an officer wrote was recorded on their performance evaluation, according to the suit, and the officer said that supervisors ranked them against other officers based on the number of tickets they wrote in the cars that they impounded, which is also a violation mm. of state law. Attorney Sean Dave Jacobs, who argued the case for the city, tried to persuade jurors the department had simply established broad goals rather than specific quotas, and that supervisors <laughs> eighteen were, isn't specific. Right, supervisors were trying to reduce traffic injuries and fatalities. Hey, we're just looking out for people here. The officers testified they were ordered to scrap regular patrol assignments and sent instead to specific streets where they were more likely to catch motorists committing moving violations. Though not illegal, being sent to those so-called orchards or cherry patches, they said, reinforced the belief that hitting ticket targets trumped other aspects of the job. So just to oh recap that. Oh, my gosh. The revenue-generating stream. Blah. That's all it was well, about. Uh, These officers are saying they've got we a were, term for it. They call them orchards. Cherry, or cherry patches. Pick, cherry patches. Right. We were sent to the cherry patch rather than being on patrol. Our supervisor said, you go patrol, you, you need to go to this area rather than actually doing the patrol job. Because a lot of people, you know, they, they value having the police drive through once in a while. They think that keeps crime down. Um, I wouldn't disagree with that statement. But these officers are saying we're prevented from doing that. We, we can't bu- do that. I always buy a house on a dead end street, which means the cops never drive down it, though. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's that, that's generally the rule is because I, you know, you, if you got a cat and he get, you know, he's going to wander around and stuff like that. You don't want him out there in the middle of the, you know, a busy street. 
street, so you get one on a dead end street. But rarely, rarely, if ever, do police go down dead end streets. Well, look at mine. I'm looking at four hundred dollars in impound fees. Another close to I think six hundred dollars in ticket fees and fines. If I end up having to pay them all, mm-hmm. so that's a thousand dollars for what a couple hours of the cops time sure oh yeah they're they're revenue generators i mean i've talked to police many police officers and most of them will tell you that they understand that they are revenue generating machines i'm gonna make them pay for that well i don't know that they're not (laughs) going to pay for anything they're going to uh you know well i don't know my ex-husband could tell you that i can make just about anyone (laughs) miserable i'm going to see what i can do with the state (laughs) a woman scorned that's right michelle scorned yeah So just to clarify, though, we are talking to you about this this cherry patch part of the story. That's about a case that's already gone through. Uh, now, this is a new case that has been brought, and it's the same attorney, by the way. Gregory Smith is one of the attorneys representing the 10 officers who had prevailed in court on behalf of the others. So even though they won that other case, they still have quotas. So even though it was made clear that, hey, you guys is breaking the law, you, you know, you're not supposed to be doing this, they're still doing it. See, they just don't care what the law says. They don't have to. If you don't believe this... They have immunity. Right. If you don't believe this, try holding them accountable to it. And I did this recently where I went in and I showed these bureaucrats the law about how you're supposed to be able in New Hampshire to go into any government office and photograph their public records. Well, the local courthouse is banning all photography and any form of media. Can't, you can't even get cameras through. Coming in take there. pictures. I read the law off to one of those agents, and he basically said, yeah, well, I'll do what the judge says, not what the law says. Pretty much is what I was told. More coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. As a smoker, you know traditional cigarettes are unhealthy, and the taxes be the very beast stealing your freedom to smoke. That's why the Vapor Station offers an assortment of electronic cigarette kits. Each rechargeable, refillable kit is an effective, affordable alternative to smoking. No combustion, no tar, no foul, lingering odors, and no smoke, secondhand or otherwise. Just inhale pure enjoyment and exhale vapor. Take a puff just about anywhere without getting hassled. Get your e-cigarette kit now at VaporStation.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in via the brand new toll-free number. It's 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. And, of course, you can take control of the airwaves. That's the point of Free Talk Live. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by SACL CAI. SACL, some breaking news here I want to mention um, that... uh, that apparently S and P has downgraded the U S from AAA to A plus. I just got this in from one of my uh, uh, producers. And that means that the basically the U S's credit is not as good as it was a couple of days ago. Got it. According to the world, and that uh, the borrowing rates will be higher. Now remember, a few days before this, the threat was: if we don't get this debt ceiling under control, we're going to have our credit downrated, and then you're going to have the American people being charged more millions, billions, trillions, quadrillions more for if we don't get this credit this deal done through so the politicians uh, you know they the republicans rolled over and uh, you know made this deal with the devil and raised the debt ceiling all for what nothing a couple of days later they raised the uh, credit rating hmm. and who told you so jason osborne from sacl cai told you so or at least he told me so did he in fact he did 
So if you want to find out more about Sickle CAI, you can go to freetalklive.com, see their banners top one right top one on the right hand side of the page. It sure is. And Sickle CAI has been involved with uh, supporting the show for a long time. So kudos out to Jason. Also, uh, Osborne's like a, an ex econ professor. He knows his stuff. So he, yeah, you know. Eight five five four five zero free is the number here. You can, of course, bring up whatever you want. So, uh, shocking revelations out of Los Angeles. Oh my gosh, can you believe it? The police actually have ticket quotas. And they've been caught at this kind of uh, shenanigans before. And of course, nothing has been changed in regards to how they're behaving. They're still... Uh, they're still using quotas. Officers are now suing the department over this. And, of course, if the officers win, I guess that means they're going to get money or, or maybe they're trying know. to sue for them to change how the department operates. But either way, man, there's some serious problems out there and nothing's going to really be fixed from the inside. I just I, I'm so pessimistic about this. Well, yes and no. I mean, um, I like the idea of the cops suing the department mm-hmm. for change. For one thing, um, they're placed under the guise of I'm just doing my job in harm's way by being such douchebags and har- not at, the, at best and then harmful and abusive you know, at worst. Hmm. And so if if they're being that way because it's the department policy, well, then they need to be the ones to cha- get the department policy changed, I would think. Well, I, I, I hope that they have success. It's just that I it's it's hard to be it's hard to be positive about changes uh, from the inside of the system like this i just yeah, maybe the, i'm pessimistic the whole quota thing kind of um interests me because well you do want people to be productive right and doesn't the city really hire cops to make money i mean isn't that the reason that they hire them they would never admit that publicly indeed but there is a line item for uh, for for fines and violations they make money doing it mm-hmm. and I'll tell you, I've heard frank discussions among town uh, bosses where they'd say, well, you know, should we have a police department? Should we not have a police department? It'd raise money. We'd get money from people going through town. Basically, it's a tax on f- furners. Mm-hmm. On what? Furners. 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 one 855 Maybe you've been involved with the police department before and you've seen some things, what they're like on the inside. You want to share your experiences. You're certainly welcome to do so. Things aren't really going to significantly change until we can change how this system is funded. And until the police get to a point where they can't count on the money coming in because of taxes, then they're never really going to have the incentive to shape up. And they're never really going to have the incentive to provide service to people, to really be focused on serving their customers, which is what they're – they're absolutely not focused on that now. They're focused on victimizing people. They're clearly acting like our masters Mm -hmm. and not servants. Can you imagine the goodwill that – that Joel Schuster, who had ticketed me with my first um, vehicle registration non-compliance, you know, thing back a couple months ago, he's the one that had my boat and truck again uh, towed yesterday from my house. This time, not from the lake, but um, from actually from where the police had left it a week and a half ago or two weeks ago when it was. So the police towed your boat and your truck back mm-hmm. to your house. Mm-hmm. They left it on had the it side towed. of the road, mm-hmm. and then you were then had them stolen again by a different police department yeah. because of some neighbor that complained about it. Allegedly. Actually, the, na- the neighbor didn't complain. I called to see 
uh, what the statute was because I wanted to be in compliance, you mm-hmm. know, and I knew that. Um, and I also I thought, well, you know, normally if, if neighbors were, would complain, if they were to come to my home and knock on my door, I'd invite them in for a drink or for coffee and say, you know, this is where I'm at and this is why I'm not moving it in the hopes of persuading them, you know, that that I have a good position and, and everything as far as the police go and that I'm making a point. But um, before they had heard about it, their complaint from my landlord. So before they actually had a chance to call the police, I called down to Dublin PD myself and asked what the ordinance was and was told that um, traffic needed to be able to go back and forth in opposite directions. Um, and as long as I was not impeding that, that I was fine. But then he told me to move it anyway. And because I said so, yeah, and I just, you know, rejected that. So, so wait, I thought his original claim was that there was a complaint from a neighbor. You're saying that was BS? Um, no, he said my landlord had said a neighbor had complained mm-hmm. and she called me. So I took the initiative and called to find out what the compl- uh, what the uh, ordinance was because there was nothing online. There was nothing with Cheshire County because it's a so town So the neighbor thing. complained to the landlord, not to the police. Correct. As far now, as who I, brought the police? How did the police get involved? I called. Because I couldn't find out what the law was. I had been told by my landlord that I was, in fact, breaking a law. Mm-hmm. And I looked up online and found that that is a town ordinance, not So you actually, a, so it was a result of you calling the police that the police I came initiated, out? Yeah, I initiated and called Joel and said, you know, I want to be in compliance. So and, had you, you know, not called the police, nothing would have happened. Assuming that the, that the neighbor didn't, in fact, mm-hmm. follow through and call. But we had this dialogue going. You know, there are two cops in my town. It's yeah. not like we had this dialogue going and um, he could have, he knows I'm a single mom. He knows my hands are full with, you know, what, you know, life or whatever. He could have come out and left a note on the car, on the truck. He could have left a note on my door and said, hey, you know, actually, I know that you left me a message saying you're in compliance, but actually you're not because da, da, da. Do you need help moving this? Do you, I know that you're not supposed to be driving it because it's not registered. Can I come out and give you a hand? You're saying he just came and, and had them towed without even consulting you. Right. right. Out of curiosity, why didn't you move the vehicles into your driveway? Well, because I'm not supposed to drive them, right? I don't know. Who, well, how, he told you pr- to, right? Could they prove, prove it to you? <laughs> he did tell me to. Right. So I actually... Uh, wanted my neighbor, whoever was complaining, to have a chance to come over and address me personally. And I thought that... You didn't know who it was. I didn't know who it was. Correct. I did not. So I was thinking I'm in compliance with the ordinance. So I'm thinking that if the neighbor calls the cops, then Officer Schuster is going to say, oh, actually, she's in compliance. So your complaint is... You know, one of aesthetics or something. Really, she's not breaking any laws, but you might want to go talk to her. I was kind of hoping for that sort of dialogue because I think that's neighborly. I think it's really important to be a good neighbor. Now, I'm not impeding anyone's travel. I'm not impeding anyone's view. I live in the country. <laughs> totally in the sticks, as Ian likes to say. So, um, so yeah. So, I thought that it would be an opportunity for me to explain to my neighbor what my position is on unregistered vehicles, why it ended up there in the first Were place. Were you just hoping that they would come approach you? How would yes, you? definitely. Okay. Sure, that's what neighbors are supposed to do. And you didn't expect that the cops were just going to come along, check up on it, and then call the tow truck. Right. Right. No, I thought that, I mean, he had my home phone number, he had my cell phone number. And how did you figure out did you call the police department after they were gone and say, hey, my truck's, my truck's gone? What my happened My son to was it? at home. Faisal was home. Oh, so he saw it happen? Yeah. And, um, and Did he go out and Joel, talk to him? He went them? out and talked to him. And Did he grab a video camera? Uh, 
I know. Sad, huh? No, he didn't. He said that he was just scared and he wasn't sure how to handle it Hmm. and whatever. So I asked, um, they didn't give him a receipt of any kind or a ticket of any kind, which I think will actually work in my favor. But, um, so you're going to take the, you're going to attempt to take the police department to small claims court. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you will continue to inform us as to uh, to what transpires. Yeah, and so I mean, but the what I was addressing is the fact that they're they're not there to be helpful no. and serve and protect in any way, but rather to and you would think penalize that even and punish. A, you would think that even in a smaller town, they'd be more more likely to be a little bit more yeah. helpful and a little more service oriented. But no, they're just acting like little tyrants, just like everywhere. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter whether you're in the small town or you're in the big city. He did tell Faisal he was sorry that he was doing it. Though. Oh, jeez. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry to be doing this. I just have to do it. I have to. I have to follow the law. <laughs> That's not true. They can use discretion and they can they can ignore whatever laws they want to any old time they want to. So don't believe that one if they ever tell it to you. Hour three's on the way. Plenty of time for you and your thoughts at one eight five five four five zero free. You can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour of the program. You can dial in toll-free at 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Joining you this evening is Ian. Michelle. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there completely free. So enjoy those on us. Once again, freetalklive.com. Now, Michelle, you had told me something at the beginning of the show before we went on the air about (laughs) cell phones apparently are now a civil right. Can you tell me more about that? Well, I think, you know, Pennsylvania sounds like it's a good place to live if you're poor because um, there are two programs that offer free cell service and uh, Assurance Wireless and SafeLink from TrackPhone, and they specialize in no-contract cellular service. Mm -hmm. And... um, in any case, for a long time, as you had told me, you know, the Federal Re- Universal Service Fund, which all telecommunications providers support, is required by federal law, pays for the program. So you get this, you know, fee every month attached to your cell phone. So right. it, even though you only, your service is only $39, somehow you were paying $60 60, right. yeah. a month, right? And, um, and so, uh, so in any case, it has, uh, it's now this in 26 states, Assurance Wireless is 26 states and Washington, D.C. It started in Pennsylvania back in February, and it's now being publicized in newspaper, TV, and radio ads that you can get a free cell, uh, cell phone and get service with 250 monthly minutes uh, for your phone. And um, why do you, how, how can you get a free phone? You have to be poor. Okay. So if you're receiving government support, such as Medicaid or food stamps, then you qualify. 
Gotcha. Right. And so, so like, so, so the claim is, and it makes, or the, the idea is, is that, you know, food is a human right. Um, Education, you get government assistance for food. Matt Damon says that education's a right. Yeah. Uh, education is a human right. Medicine is a human right. Now cell phones are a human right. Well, actually, it, it goes a little beyond that. The program is about peace of mind. It's one less bill that someone has to pay so they can pay their rent or for daycare. Or buy some crack. It is a right to have peace of mind. Hmm. Jeez. <laughs> Can you imagine? I just I cannot imagine. Yeah. So basically, some cell phone company here—I think it's Virgin Wireless—is uh, it subsidi- been... a subsidiary or whatever? Of... No, Assurance Wireless is a subsidiary of the Virgin yes. uh, company. So it sounds like they've been granted some sort of a uh, you know exclusive deal with the federal government to be the provider of this uh, this service. Yes, and it says uh, Assurance and SafeLink get ten dollars per subscriber monthly from the Universal Service Fund, and. Um, the let's see, I think it was how many millions of people something ten dollars like, per month is what they get to give a crappy old cell phone to uh, some poor person. And then what's yeah. the rules as far as use goes? Well, she said it was two hundred fifty minutes. minutes. What? How do they stop? Cut it? Do they cut it off? I'm not sure, but this this um is to the tune of according to Robert Rector, who is a senior research fellow at the Heritage Foundation, said that the nine hundred and ten billion dollars of the national budget slated for low-income assistance, that this is that this program is in addition to that. So there's $910 billion slated for to help the poor and needy, and that the phone service is in addition to that. It's stunning. And it's, it's kind of a trial um, run. And the next on the agenda in Chicago is um, uh, computers and Internet. Because that's a right, too. So according to the website for Assurance Wireless, Mark, to answer your question, once you run out of the 250 minutes per month, you can then buy one of their cards. And at that point, you're just buying prepaid uh, cards to, to load up the phone. So they're getting subsidized for the first 250 minutes, basically. Hmm. So, uh, yeah. So why is a cell phone not a right? Can you answer that question? If a cell phone is not a right, then um, well, if a cell phone is a right, then someone is required to provide that cell phone to you. And one would ask who is provided, who is required? Um, You know, if I live my life without a cell phone, but I've got to pay the taxes that go to pay for some quote unquote poor person's cell phone. Isn't that unjust? I mean, I choose not to have my own cell phone because I don't want to pay that in my own life or I don't want to have it or whatever. I'm against cell phones. I think they irradiate your brain. Whatever my reason is, isn't it unjust to take my money and force me to pay for somebody else's cell phone? And rights are universal. I mean, that's... They would have to be. Yes. So that means that everyone is entitled to one. But I have one and I can afford to pay for it. So the suggestion is that if you can't afford to pay for it... If you can afford to pay for it. I was in... I've got my crappy little crackberry thing here which i'm i've dropped so many times i'm terrible at you know how to use it and everything but i've still had the same phone for a couple years and um, i'm just not about even though you know buttons are missing and the lights don't work and the sound doesn't work i still i still don't get another one because i don't want to go spend a couple hundred dollars Mm -hmm. on an upgrade right so i was but i was in the sprint store seeing if there was something i could get so i could do my quick and you know all the little handy things that the um, smartphones come with and there were three people in front of me who 
if I just look at them based on, or if I judge them based on how they were dressed and how they articulated themselves and their manner, I would say they're uneducated, low-income people. And all three of them paid for like the most expensive phones that were in there. Yeah, I, I don't. I know, put them on credit cards. I don't know what conclusion one can draw in in any way, shape, or form. But I think a person should have a cell phone if a person can afford to pay for a cell phone. I don't think that anybody should be obligated to provide a cell phone to anyone any more than I think they should be obligated to provide them with medical treatment or food or anything. I think that good people will share their food. I think good people will share their water and good people generally will provide medical treatment. And and charities will help people who really deserve it. But I would like to know how many of the people are receiving these phones and this free phone service – that are spending $30 a month on cigarettes or alcohol. Right. I bet you plenty of these people that are supposedly in need of this cell phone, I can't afford a, my cell phone, they're probably spending all kinds of money on vices. And if if you've got enough money to spend on a vice, then I don't see why it is you need to have a cell phone given sure. to you. Sure. And um, I'm not sure how many... Uh are the exact number of people who have signed up for this. But according to Gary Carter, there are 5.5 million people in Pennsylvania alone who would qualify. Jeez, let's talk to Vince listening in Indianapolis. Vince, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hello, hey. Ian, Michelle, and Mark. Go ahead, How are you folks doing? Yes, I wanted to say something about this stuff. Cell phone you're talking about because they have it here in Indiana and I, it, the way it works is that if they exhaust the 250, then it's, then it's cut off. Okay. Right. Well, they, they can add more device, minutes, though, if they want. Yeah, they can add, like, from $5 to $25. I don't use – I use a prepaid cell phone. I mean, mm-hmm. I – you know, I pay – put 30 bucks on every month. And then my two daughters, you know – well, now they're, they're out of the house, but, but uh, you know – but that's the way, you know, that's the way we did things. But you know, we, So how do you feel about this, Vince? Well, it's a, <laughs> it's a tremendous waste of money. Because, I mean, you know, it's in addition to what Michelle was mentioning there, the $915 billion on public aid, this is, you know, another, well, I can't remember how much they get paid per account. But $10. It's ten oh ten dollars per account. Yeah. I don't know how many accounts there are across this nation, but they're in all fifty states. Now there was a company that tried to be generous, you know, and this was a private company that I, I'm not going to mention the name, but they wanted to offer basically about the same thing, but without the government help. But they had to apply with the state regular the. the the uh, Consumer Regulatory Commission for uh, Public Utilities here in Indiana, and they wouldn't let them do it. So you're saying there was a company that tried to do this on their own as a charitable thing, and the government blocked them? Yeah. Thanks for the call tonight, Vince. Appreciate hearing from you. Hey, we're the only ones that can provide charity. We're the government. How dare you step in and try to do something nice for people, you evil corporations? one 450 free That's 855-450-3733. Of course, if they were to allow that one company to do it, then it would compete with the government's, uh, you know, anointed company, Virgin Wireless. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. People ask me, 
Tim, why did you start VerbalSurgery.com? Well, it's easy. I started making these podcasts to make you feel better right now. That's right. From the tops of the Himalayas to the bottom of the deepest seas. That's right. These broadcasts go out to everywhere on the planet and most importantly, deep inside of your brain to make you feel better right now. And isn't that what it's all about? VerbalSurgery.com. Check it out today. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring out what you want. Dial in toll-free to 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. And we invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. You can head on over and grab up archives, as many as you'd like. They're right there, front page of the site, the last seven days' worth. And then you click into the archive section. That'll take you all the way back to late 2006. All of it is free at freetalklive.com. You know that cigarettes will kill you. You've been probably thinking about giving the e-cigarette a try. It's a healthier option, 22,000 times healthier, as a matter of fact. Well, listen to this offer from Vaporsmiths.com. A pack-a-day smoker will save about $120 a month. I saw a guy today who was uh, in the convenience store, actually it was a drugstore, buying uh, some drugstores, selling nicotine, doesn't uh, cigarettes. doesn't make any sense to me. Selling, uh, They're buying a couple of packs of Marlboros. I don't know what they cost, something like 10 or $15, somewhere in, in that range. And, you know, you don't have to spend that kind of money to get your fix. You Also, you don't have to go outside. You don't have to stink. You don't have to do all these things that uh, cigarette smokers have to do if you have an e-cigarette. You can get a free starter kit. You can get free shipping. All you have to do is go to Vaporsmiths.com, purchase 40 cartomizers with the coupon code FTL. The cartomizers are little things that contain the uh, nicotine liquid that gets vaporized and sent into your lungs without all the other carcinogens. Is, uh, call 855-2-GET-VAPOR. Go to Vaporsmiths.com, 855-2-GET-VAPOR. All right, so we continue here. Of course, we'll take your calls about anything. We've been talking about the uh, situation that Michelle was revealing to us here where they're in something like 20-something states. There's 26 this, states in Washington, D.C. There yep. are these wireless uh, welfare programs, basically, where... People who uh, are, are being told that not only do you have a right to a food, but you have a right to a cell phone. And now, no, people... you have a right to peace of mind. <laughs> Where can I get? I want a peace of. I want peace of mind too. <laughs> the idea to that you have a phone in case of an emergency, that kind of well, thing. Well, that's what they, I mean. That's what they said right here. There was a quote saying, "You, the program is about peace of mind. It is a right to have." Peace of mind. Oh, I think that I think that it's a good idea for people to have cell phones in cases of emergency. I would absolutely agree with that. And I think that a wise person that spends their money properly will allocate a certain amount of money if they feel that it's a good idea. They may they may disagree with my assumption, but that's what I think. They should allocate a certain amount of money to have that. You can have a relatively cheap cell Called phone. A budget. I don't know what it is, but they have programs that are like 10. I remember one, at, you know, please don't quote me. I am not a cell phone provider, but I remember like this 1995 program, $20 a month. You could have a cell phone, had some minimal amount of minutes, and all cell phones will make a 911 call no matter what. Th- that's, you know, the four emergencies car phone kind of plan. Mm-hmm. You can have that. And you can have unlimited people calling you. But you can't make calls out. And that's a really inexpensive phone. A lot of people give them to kids and things like that or yeah. whatever. And, right, and don't, you know, don't all prepaid phones have the ability to call 911? Yes. Isn't that one of those things that they're yes. just so... Even, it, yes, yes, exactly. So you should be able to, I mean, who can afford a prepaid cell phone? 
these things aren't expensive, right? No. And you can put like as many minutes on it as you can afford. So you right. go to the grocery store and you buy $20 worth of minutes Prepaid or something. Prepaid phones are exactly. designed for people yep. who don't know how to handle their money or mm-hmm. they want complete anonymity as far as not having an account. They right. may not be interested in having a credit check run or, you know, there are different reasons why people get prepaid phones. But basically, because you're getting a prepaid phone, you get hosed on the amount of money that you're spending per minute. Right. And so, so because you don't want to have an account with a cell phone company or because you aren't good at managing your money, you get screwed over, kind of like the people. But you can have that, unlimited texting, though. I with a prepaid is, phone, I think so. No way. I don't no, know no, how no, it no. all works, but I would imagine you, you can't get the, the, the smartphone with the features that I I wanted to have. No, there's no doubt. Yeah, you're going to get a basic. Phone My teenage sons, like who are 15 and 17, don't have cell phones because they, Mama says no. Well, I'm like, go go pay for it. Go get it. And it obviously isn't that important to them that they don't. Other things make more. Um, but they bought, you know, one of them bought an eight hundred dollar bicycle the other day. So I mean, there are, it's you know there are things allocating their money. Yep. Let's go to you and your thoughts. You can bring up what you want. We've got Jeffrey listening in Texas. Jeffrey, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Ian. Uh, it's, it's Ian, but go ahead. Uh, Ian, <laughs> yeah, Ian, Mark, and Michelle. I love Mark and your uh, argument, especially Mark's on. Uh, the nude beaches. I wanted to call about uh, a police officer who actually spoke out about uh, police photos. A Dill Polanco with New York uh, Police Department, the 41st Precinct. He actually uh, is on YouTube. There's a video about it. Uh, and what did he really speak out against? Scary. I'm sorry. He spoke out about police quotas. And oh. he didn't, he really, he felt really bad about, uh, he was actually on the news and there's uh there's a sheet uh quota sheet you can go to youtube.com and that was just scary. So what happened to this guy? Uh he was summarily put on uh suspension I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this was New York Police Department? Yep. So uh, did they change the quota system as a result of the uh, the publicity? <laughs> nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. This would be the problem with uh, monopolies. They don't have to respond uh, nearly as quickly to you know issues that their customers are having. So what was it that you liked about Mark's position regarding sex on the beach? I, I'm not sure what specifically you're referring to. Uh, well, the uh, horror of the commons uh, and Mark's assertion that uh, he shouldn't have to see it. I thought that, that was particularly funny. He is a funny, funny (laughs) man. Thanks, Jeffrey, for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at 1-855-450-FREE. And, of course, you don't have to see sex on the beach. You can go a different direction. Well, I think you were supporting people having sex in their front yards, too. And, I mean, like, you know, how can you avoid seeing that? I've had sex in my front yard, my backyard, the beach. You've got trees in front of your front (laughs) yard. Um, So, you know, there's a different... uh, I had sex the most public sex I ever had was um, sitting on a bench at a beach and people were around and they just had no idea. Oh my. They, was, they had no idea. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, like, Did we you were, have your clothes on? Was it one of those kind of yeah, things? Yeah, we were just like touching, you know, that kind of sex. But um, yeah, it was pretty touch, fun. What does touching mean? This is, this is well, an I mean, interesting like, question. Like Bill Clinton says that, you know, a bull, can I say blow? Yeah. Okay, that a blowjob isn't sex. He's like, what is sex? Well, I kind of think sex is anything that, you know, gets you wet. <laughs> 
Hmm. I, would know, say, I, mean, uh, I, I would say I would say oral sex qualifies as sex. I did not have sexual relations. What, <laughs> what about what about hand? A hand job? Yeah. Um, well, I think it so. It sure certainly so. felt like sex. Yeah, I think I think that you're right. I think that was sex too. I think yeah. the definition of uh, sex is it tends to be very muddy. I mean, you know, people aren't exactly sure what it is and what mm-hmm. it isn't. Uh, I know it when I see it. But <laughs> well, sex in public places is kind of naughty, and that's what makes it fun. It's no longer, you know, it's not like you're 15 years old anymore and you're doing it in your bedroom while your parents are next door and you're going shh mm-hmm. this is just you know I yeah know. i didn't do that <laughs> well i didn't okay. either um, well, <laughs> i didn't have the chance <laughs> well, i guess it was more like 16 or 17 one eight five five four five zero free let's continue with captain ned listening in florida captain ned you're on free talk live no, I'm Mr. Fiddlesticks. Mr. Fiddlesticks. <laughs> right on. Right on. <laughs> hey, uh, hi, uh, Island Girl Michelle and the infamous uh, tag team of Mark and Ian. How you guys doing? Good. What's up, man? you got to get to Great, the point. Man. Hey, I'd like to uh, talk about the uh, war on uh, Grandma, they're otherwise known as the war on drugs, and Grandma, who was up for 12 days in Camp Canada, unbelievable. I have no idea what you're talking about. We'll find out here in a moment. Stick with us, uh, Ned. We'll bring you back. Eight five five four five zero free. Is this He's talking the one, about the lady from Minnesota? Or De- is this the one with the the motor oil caught as yes. heroin? Yes. All right, we'll come back with that here in moments. It's free talk live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want, and you can dial in toll-free to 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. And joining you this evening, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. Inviting you to our website, freetalklive.com. Grab up the archives and get interactive on the bulletin board system. We give it all away to you for free, and if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you may do that by shopping with us. Just go to shop.freetalklive.com. Whenever there's something you want to buy online, shop.freetalklive.com. The link's there. We'll take you to Amazon. We've got Canada Amazon, U.S. Amazon, German Amazon, U.K. You click on the right Amazon for you and get your shopping taken care of, and Free Talk Live will get a portion of the sale when you enter through shop.freetalklive.com. How big is the debt crisis, really? Prepare to be dumbfounded. Go to learnliberty.org slash FTL and see Anthony Davies' explanation of the magnitude of the U.S. debt. It's a, the, the video itself is a little over a minute long, but as they pan out and show you the comparisons in uh, bar graph form, you'll be amazed. You must see this. When you're there, check out the Learn Liberty Academy link that's on the right-hand side of the page. It's a course for people who want free online continuing education and economics philosophy, liberty, and rights. It's learnliberty.org slash FTL. All of it's free to, for you. Just check it out, and you'll, you'll be amazed at the amount of information that's right there for you. Learnliberty.org slash FTL. 
All right, so 855-450-FREE is the number here. We've got Captain Ned on the line in Florida. Now, Captain Ned, you said you were pretty outraged about the war on drugs and grandmothers. And what were you referencing? Was it the lady with the heroin or with the motor oil? That, exactly, that the- Ian. Uh, it's unbelievable. She needs, she needs a team of attorneys soon, everybody including the Queen of England, you know? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, no, I'd be, I'd be deposing the Queen if she doesn't want to appear. You know, it's just crazy. It, but it just shows you the weakest among us. Like, you know, how many times you hear kids getting shot through walls when these drug gangs are bailing out for, like you said, Ian, stuff that's worth aspirin and grass clippings? That's mm-hmm. ridiculous. You know? And uh, Yes, sir. You are it's just, spot on. Yeah, it's just like the, uh, the war on terror. That's a war on the Constitution and we the people. And Joe, uh, Vice President Joe Biden tipped their hand when he called these Tea Party guys terrorists. That's where they're going with this. You know, this is all a war on terror. But, you know, what would be really interesting is that the founding fathers were there and knew that a future vice president called their descendants terrorists. But I'd kind of wear it as a badge of honor. That's what King George called the colonists waving the Gadsden flag, you know. Yep. But it's, it's this, this uh, liberty tide is rising. You can feel it. And it's a great thing, this great show. And keep it up, guys. Thanks, uh, Captain Ned. I appreciate it. And in the meantime, though, unfortunately, he's right. And uh, nice old ladies are getting caught up in this war on drugs. This lady, for those of you who don't know, we talked about the story a few days back. I think it was early this week. But this older lady was crossing the border attempting to visit, I think it was her family in, in Canada, and she had, a, a, I guess, a jar full of motor oil in the back of her car. And for some reason, the Canadian border guards thought that it was heroin. So they arrested her. She ended up being held for, wasn't it 12 days? Yeah, it was some yeah. phenomenal amount of time. Twelve days before they finally got back results from the you know the professional drug lab that said no, no that's that's not heroin. They were in a hurry, um, so they then let her out at that point, and of course she didn't even get an apology for what had happened to her. And I think the most prescient point here, besides to show how ludicrous and extreme this war on drugs is and, and who it hurts, is to point out to everybody that's never touched heroin or another you know hard drug in their whole life, look, just because you aren't involved doesn't mean they won't think you are. Just because, you've ne- just because you know that you've never taken heroin, that you've never transported heroin, that you've never been involved in the drug trade, just because you know these things about you doesn't mean that the border agents know it. It doesn't mean the local cops know it. It doesn't mean that they won't screw up and get the wrong house, raid the wrong house, maybe come in and let's say you're an elderly couple and your husband has a heart condition and they come in and they scare the crap out of you at you know 3 in the morning when they're busting in your front door. Or maybe you're a 90-year-old lady in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, who who's half blind and half deaf, and you don't know what the hell's going on. There's a gang of criminals coming in your house for all Making you know. Making a lot of noise. You grab the revolver that you've got by your bed stand, and you... They you, riddle her full of bullets. Right. Well, I mean, she she got off a few shots, I think, but they did uh, take her out. So, I mean, I'm talking to you about real blind stories. Blind ladies are generally bad shots, though. People really do have these... These are real incidents. There was a yes. 90-year-old lady killed in Atlanta. I thought she was there 87. Was, sh- whatever. Yeah. She was old. And there was a, you know, there have been people that have died as a result of uh, being, you know, basically shocked to death as a result of what has happened. I mean, if you're this so-called law-abiding citizen, it doesn't even cross your mind that this could happen to you. You live in this little fantasy realm, this little bubble where, oh, well, the police only deal with bad people, and I'm not a bad person, so I'll never have to deal with that. And all of a sudden, the next thing you know, it's three in the morning, and there's a SWAT team kicking in your door, and you have no idea why. And you don't honestly even know if it's uh, you don't even know if it's a 
if there are real police. There have been examples it's, where well, the, the, the most recent one is the uh, the guy that in Norway that walked up and uh, exactly. shot. Well, they said Dress 90. Is a cop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 90, but I think it was closer to 65 or yep. something. Uh, right. Shot and killed. Whatever. And um, he had no trouble getting in. Dozens and dozens of people, you know, walked in because he was a cop. Why? Because they accepted his uniform. Yeah. He had no trouble uh, passing as a police officer because people defer. Oh, well, you must be a cop. You've got a uniform, you've got a badge. You must be a cop. So when you get these incidents with with uh, criminals behaving as police, and of course you could argue the police are criminal as well, but when you when you have these incidents, how do you justify how, how do you justify even accepting that anybody is a police officer? I mean, how do you know when that guy pulling you over on the side of the road is All doing that? All you'll know is later when you get you know some huge uh, jail sentence for having disobeyed what they say for avoiding the police or mm-hmm. evading arrest or or whatever. That's the only way you can know. One eight five five four five zero free is the number. So until this war on drugs ends, you can expect more of this insanity. You can expect more dead grandmothers or jail grandmothers. The war on America, more on people's privacy. That's right. That's all it is. And your freedom. I mean, you know, yeah, dr- no doubt, drug addiction is terrible. But the war on drugs is so much worse. Uh, you know, I mean, this is the, the example that I use so often is I don't use heroin. I don't want heroin. I want nothing to do with heroin. But because of the war on drugs, every day my life and my family's lives are put in danger because the drugs, uh, because the, 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 the government outlaws drugs, drives up the price, and then heroin addicts need to get their fix or crack addicts or, you know, meth or whatever the term is you want to use. They need to get their fix and they're liable to break into my house and harm my family because of it. If it was, uh, you know, as Ned said, who just called in, this stuff would be the value of grass clippings and aspirin mm-hmm. at the drugstore yeah. if it wasn't for dr- for the, the government making drugs illegal. Mm-hmm. Let's continue with you and your thoughts. Shadow is on the line in Huntsville listening to B- WBHP. Hello, Shadow. Hey, hey how you doing? Right Tell your mind tonight. Yeah. Uh, well, one thing, when you said that you believe that the uh, police are criminals, you're definitely right about that. There's no argument on that. But what I'm, I wanted to talk about was the, I have one of those assurance phones. And I, one of the features I like on it is the speakerphone part because uh, that way if I need to make a certain type of call, I can use my micro cassette recorder, and then I can record both sides of the conversation. Now, why do you have one of these phones? I mean, is it your claim that you can't afford $30 a month for your own cell phone? Well, I, I have it mainly for, for my own personal self. You know, I have it because of it. Of the speakerphone quality on it, I like that. I've never seen. You that can before. usually get a, a speakerphone with any cell phone. So, so hold on, just a second, just to make this clear, Shadow. Do you have one of the government funded ones, or you just have a pay, uh, you know, a pay by the minute one? No, this is one of the government funded ones, and all okay. like that. But uh, yeah, I also have an AT and T with uh, see sixty bucks a month. It's unlimited talk and text and everything like that. I have you have two too, cell so. phones. Yeah. Uh huh. Well, that's why when one runs out of minutes and I got the other one, you know, but, but the speakerphone part is How what convenient. I like to use for special, uh, special calls and everything, because I got a bill collector, a ninth one that's been trying to get me for a bill that I don't owe. They know I don't owe it. So this way, I, make, I can call, record the conversation. I got some work with them. That's so. so great. I would love to have one of those phones. How do I get one? So it, you just have to bow down and kiss the ring, Michelle, yeah. and uh, beg for the government to give you a phone. So you can afford the phone, your own phone. You can afford a $60 a month phone, but you went ahead and got a prepaid phone from the government on top of that. Very confusing, but thanks Happy for the call. Happy to pay for it for you. Yeah.
1-855-450-FREE is the number you take control in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live coming up. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, consider Keen. Civil disobedience, politics, media, outreach, and social events. Keen has it all. Get connected with video, audio, our forum, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain, but still enough time for you and your thoughts. If you make the call now to 1-855-450-FREE, that's 855-450-3733. You know, since we're talking about the war on drugs, and I'd like to get back into that here in a moment. I know, Mark, you've got a story that relates with uh, very high-level drug cartel interactions with the federal government. But first, I want to mention to you the Free State Project. It's a movement of liberty-oriented people focusing their efforts all in one place, getting active uh, to achieve liberty in our lifetime. And already it's been a success, but there's so much more that can be done. There's so much more that needs to be done in order for us to even be able to claim they're coming close to liberty in our lifetime. Right now, we're not even close. New Hampshire is the best bet of all the 50 states. It is, according to the Mercatus Center, is ranked the highest as far as freedom is concerned. It is the most free of all the 50 states. But that's still not saying a whole lot. There's still huge problems, big state, lots of uh, you know government intrusions, even here in the so-called live free or die state. And at this point, it's only getting slowed. It's not actually getting stopped, the government intrusions. Right. It hasn't exactly been reversed uh, at, at this point. So the, the, the solution to allow this to happen is to bring thousands of like-minded, liberty-oriented people here and have them get active. Thus far, we've had hundreds move, and that's pretty good. I mean, it's been great. Michelle, you've been here over a year now. Yes. And Mark and myself have been here since 2006, and I just I see things getting better year after year. More people moving all the time, more people getting active, uh, people be- becoming more established, putting down roots uh, up here in New Hampshire. And, and this is a lifetime project. As much as I might like to have freedom in five years, it's just you know that's just not realistic. That's pretty unrealistic. Yeah, but but every- but I do think though that we're reaching a, you know critical mass in a way, or getting closer to that where. Things are heating up to the point where I'm pretty confident and hopeful that not just the free staters, but the general population natives of um, New Hampshire are going to say, I reject this. You mean the government? Yes. Well, I hope you're you're pretty optimistic in that area, and I hope I you're am. right about that. And you are talking to a lot of people when you're out and about. Yeah. You're constantly introducing yourself and asking people what they think about yeah. issues. And, and I just think it's going to help getting. It's going to help if we get behind something. And I keep bringing up the reg, uh, vehicle registration thing because unlike smoking pot or you know going topless or something like that, that are where there are triggers that make people cringe a little bit, mm-hmm. and that's they have a hard time getting past the idea of that. You know, liberty is for everyone. How they express it is not necessarily how you do, but that, you know, they have to have the ability to do so if you're going to have the ability to do it yourself. So they just can't conceive that. So vehicle registration, everyone over the age of 16 is bothered by that. For the most part. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They they may or may not be bothered, but they're 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 subject to it. And no one wants to pay it. 
I have it. I've out of the sixty or so people that I've spoken to, a hundred percent have said no. Yeah. I don't want to pay that. There can't be too many people that are gleeful Dying when, they, to when they're paying down to... registration. I would agree yeah. with that much. Right. Yeah. So, so if I'm thinking, uh, one of our house reps actually uh, said, "No, Michelle, that's too big of a thing. We can't get behind that. We need to work on something else that's smaller, more manageable, um, to pass it." And I said, I don't care if legislation regarding the vehicle registration passes or not, because it can work for liberty either way. If enough people are on board with the idea of eradicating vehicle registration and get told no, but if they get told no, then I think there's going to be even more of an uprising or a, a rejection of government like Wait a minute. We're small, you know, states believe in small government. We've elected you and you've told us no. And that might be the the fire under the booty that, you know, gets people going. Or if it is if it is legislation is passed, then hip hip hooray, it's an incentive to to go out and work toward, you know, greater and greater liberty and um well, the more people yeah. get involved, the better. Whether that's an issue that excites you or not isn't uh, important. Whatever right. is exciting to you, you can find support for it here, and more people are always coming. So go to freestateproject.org to learn more about this movement. It is, I think, the best option to achieve liberty in our lifetime. That's why I made the move here to yes. New Hampshire from Florida. Uh, so once again, freestateproject.org. Let's talk to Wilbur listening in South Carolina to XM Satellite Radio's America's Talk. Hello, Wilbur. Hey, how you guys doing? I listen to you guys every night. And thank you. Plus, I made a donation to you guys. You should be getting it pretty soon. Oh, thank you. Over at amp.freetalklive.com. Go ahead with your thoughts. Yeah, you know what I'm curious about? I've been following that deal down there in uh, Louisiana. Now, which deal? About, with those, you know, the cop killing, I mean, yep. kill uh, all those yes. people on the bridge. Yeah, that's right. During the, the Hurricane Katrina, they killed uh, people, and they've been found guilty. Yeah, they didn't sound guilty, but why did it take so long? I mean, what is it, about six years ago? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah. It's the the sword I mean, of the sword is... of justice swings swiftly, doesn't she? Well, I mean, why can't we have some swift justice? Now, is the prisoners in the prisons going to have to give these guys the justice that the courts won't give them? Is this how it's going to work out? As I most places, um, at least the lar- often there will be special cases for. Police officers that are incarcerated, they'll go to special prisons, receive kind of special care um, when they're in prison. It's the truth. Uh, I mean, that's just the case. Okay, so they're gonna they're not gonna be around other prisoners. Is that what you're saying? I'm, what's the, what's- a different a different prison, different states handle it differently. Uh, the larger a state, the more likely they're to have cops in in prison, so they'll be more likely to be in some segregation unit or something where they're okay, not okay. where they will they be with other cops and other judges and other <laughs> politicians and you know be with that okay, rapist okay. judge that we talked about recently. Okay. okay, now what about the deal in California? I heard him talking about today where all these cops beat up a white guy. Suppose that have been a black guy, wouldn't it? man? We'd have they'd have probably burnt that damn town down, wouldn't they? Well, that- are you talking about the some out there, people- some in California where these cops jumped okay, on this? Uh- you can go look up Thomas uh, Kelly Thomas, and you uh-huh. will be shocked and appalled at the video where this thirty-seven-year-old schizophrenic, guy, right? sweet yes, who's schizophrenic. He's very calm. He was likable in the community. Um, he would go off his meds because he didn't like the way they made him feel. And so mm-hmm. he didn't want to live at home and everything. So his oh, parents okay. would leave like the garage door open so that he could come in and get what he needed and then go out, you know, as he wished or whatever. But he was, um, quote, it, they said that he was really calm and very kind mm-hmm. and everything. And, uh, and cops, six cops jumped him and tased him and beat him to death. 
And but what so, was your point on now, that, Wilbur? Huh? What was your point on that? I'm sorry. Well, well the point on that was this. You know, uh, they they get away with this thing all the time, you know. Yes, and, they do. Uh, now, they're picking, now they're picking on whites. Now, I'm just using this thing. If there hasn't been a black guy they beat up like that, the Attorney General, Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson... They probably the whole town might be burning up right now. So you think that they um, that that perhaps uh, blacks have organized better uh, to deal well, with situations I, well, like this? I, I, well, you 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 see it all the time where some I, black I, guy up often you do Oakland see that. blew three or four of them away. Did you see that up in Oakland where some black guy blew three of them away? Three cops. I mean, it's, yeah. What some was it last year? Year really before remember. last. I couldn't well, say. It's, it's a normal it's a normal practice now. Blacks is not going to take no more crap off these guys. That's what it looks like to me. You know. Well, I, I don't know if I'm going to make a you know, general statement about blacks are going to do this or whites are going to do that. Well, I think people are individuals. I think certainly uh, a lot of people in the black community, for lack of a better term, have certainly had much, many more nasty experiences with bad cops. Uh, that much right. is for sure. And they've learned their lesson about talking to the police. Uh, but I don't, don't think that uh, I don't think that there's any more <laughs> likelihood of uh, violent retaliation on their part than than anybody else. Well, what was that deal up there in Seattle this past year, a couple of years ago, where this black guy blew four of them away? What was that about? That, oh, God, I don't recall that one. But I do know that there was they're a black all, guy that got they're all, in a, they, were, they were all in a restaurant up there, someplace up in Washington State. And they well, I'll tell you, it would be very difficult to do a radio program where we reported on the assassinations of uh, cops on a pretty regular basis. It would might be called, uh, you know, a uh, uh, you know, r- r- rumbling for a riot if, uh, if if we were to do something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I understand. But this this is all in the U.S. newspaper. You see it all the time. No, I think we talked about that. I remember hearing about the. I, I just don't. I just don't recall so all the he, details. I mean, uh, uh, well, I, I, I didn't either. You know, but I was just. You, you see it in the U.S. newspaper. Well, I just don't think it's, it's I just don't think it's fair what you're saying about it. I mean, yeah, these incidents happen, uh, but to say that you know blacks are more likely to start taking out cops is completely you know that's just not fair. Oh, I don't know. Maybe maybe the statistics would bear it out. I couldn't say. I haven't run I the numbers. Know, but, but I don't. I don't know. I just happen to read the newspaper, and they you know that's right. what that's what I think. All I, all I'm saying is, and thank you, Wilbur, for the call and yeah. the thoughts. I appreciate it. All I'm saying is, in the case, for instance, up in Seattle, he did mention Seattle, where that that was where the there was a black guy that was shot. The guy that was half deaf. Uh, he had his headphones in. He was whittling. Oh. Uh, oh, was that that's po- right. I thought it was Indian. American okay. Indian. I, maybe in he was case, Indian. He was walking along the no, road. This, he yeah, was yeah. talking about some situation where they. Where I know somebody... that he was talking about something different. But my point is, that guy was shot. He was shot by a cop out in public mm-hmm. and killed because he was whittling. Mm-hmm. Now, it wouldn't have made things better had everybody in the vicinity, whether they be white or black, or it doesn't matter, had everybody in the vicinity drawn down and shot that cop. That right. would not have improved that situation. Yeah, it's true. Uh, so violence isn't the solution, and I don't think it's right to suggest that one color group of people su- is going to be more likely to be violent with the police. I don't think that's right. Well, anyway, it's, it's not right unless it's right. Up. We'll see you tomorrow. Free Talk Live. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com.